failing out Benji is listening to us the way we're listening to them. They obviously follow us because some of the things they've said in their podcasts indicate to me that they're talking about us. Not necessarily in a bad way, but they're just saying, you know, there are rescues that are attend regularly. They're very transparent about what they do. But I also want them to know, look, we're about education too. And this is what we believe our education is. And I think you can really speak to that is that we're taking this dog's story from the moment that we get them out of auction we're telling their story they're medical they're, all the people in you know the village know who this dog is then this family adopts this dog from us well now this family knows this dog's story and they begin to educate their family and their friends so and that they, they tell two friends the children and they tell two friends now another generation is being educated. So I want to kind of push back a little bit <laughs> where they understand we, we care about education and we feel like we are making a ripple effect. Well, I think that's one of the things that makes us different than other rescues that buy at mill auctions is the depth that we, that we attempt to go into with the story of each of them. Um, sometimes there just isn't that much of a story. It's just a dog that we got from there. Other ones, you know, when you open the pamphlet and you can see the history of you know they've been to this mill this mill this mill this mill and and then surgically when dr d opens them up we can see what kind of things they've been through you know then it, it becomes a a bigger profile story of that dog for people to understand see, when it comes to like you say educating dogs and like Wide there that like some people don't really think that we're educating dogs. Like, that's not how I look at it at all. Like I look at it completely opposite. Like we don't rescue dogs here. We educate people about the plight of dogs that need rescuing, and we do that by rescuing dogs and telling their stories. Like education is the main thing that we're doing. We just that's do. The way we just, I see it. Too. We do that by rescuing dogs and telling people about them and giving them to people who will also tell other people about them. And the reason I feel that way about it is because the world of, of well, trying you know, to rescue dogs is huge. Before you, we get like in a deep conversation. Well, we're in it. We're, we're, we're just going to roll. We're yeah. just going to roll. Well, I was, the other thing I was going to say is there's an, some other questions that have to do with licensing and how the puppy mills get and I think you can really touch on that especially with I just saw, having testified I, and yeah. so you know, we'll, talk about some of these things we have some questions that some people asked and we'll try to cover as much of this as we can Olivia you're going to get in big trouble with me uh, we don't have Travis here tonight he's not feeling good so his chair is empty over there so we will move on without him um, so yeah where do we want to start with oh. Go ahead. We thought we would take some... We got Lady Galloway here tonight. Lady Galloway. She printed out all our questions for us. No, yeah, awesome. okay. No, because you gag on her while she's here instead of when she's not Because Laura <clears throat> makes you do, like, homework and uh -huh. stuff. Like, makes me... There's my papers. So. I don't do homework. She just handed that to me. Like, if she, <laughs> she'd ask me to do that, I would have told her no. Wing Laura's got, like, a... She's got us all. I bet notes. We got screenshots on our phone of the Facebook. We, we just wanted to answer some questions about... Our experiences with dog auctions and what our philosophy and our goals um well let's let's go like basic because some of these are pretty easy um like donna tipton asked um said i know these mills are licensed um by the usda how do they obtain and maintain that usda approval I think you just apply for it. It's not hard. It is. It's, you know, there's... Does someone even come out and look at you when you apply? So, oh, oh yeah, I, I wonder. We I just mean, filled really out wonder. our applications with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. We just have a transport license. Animal and Plant Health Inspection Services. So we fill out everything, and, we, and they say they're going to assign someone to do our facility inspection. Well... How long ago was that? 
Well, that, somebody 2000, did call a couple of months ago, though. 2000. Oh, ever came. Yeah, no, she didn't come because it was COVID, COVID. So she FaceTimed me. She just want like it was the for the transport license, and right. she just wanted to see our vehicle. So I just went down there and FaceTimed her, and she could All see right. the inside of our vehicle, and that was it. Took and we had to provide our veterinary um, affidavits to them in the original one, and then we just keep everything updated, and then they go over everything that we do every year and check. But now, if we were a puppy mill. They're supposed to be going in and checking and it all, inspecting and frequently, but do, that doesn't actually happen. To get that license order from USDA, does that cost money? Yeah, probably sure like fifty fee. bucks. Okay. I'm sure something. there's a fee. So there's there's incentive for them to get li people to license because they get fees for it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. but it can't be that difficult because a lot of these Amish mills, um, they close down or they just open another one like in their kid's name or something. That's that's the thing which with is really the Amish hard. that that this is something. Because who was it we were trying to he research? Troyer. We're, we're Troyer. Because, and there's there's several names like that. There's well, like it's the Bravers. It's the Yoders. The it's Bravers. Yeah, I mean, and those are common names like Smith. In the Amish community. And, and when we go to an auction, it lists the breeder's name, but it'll say like B. Graver. R. Sometimes, sometimes it'll Yoder. just say Yoder. Sometimes it just says Yoder. And what happens is, because say, let's say the Yoders, it's it's the they're Amish. That's a that's an Amish name, and there's a family of them that are mill owners and breeders, and if like one of them gets written up and there's like in trouble for one of them, they can easily just say, "Oh, I'm paying, giving my dogs to my brother." My bro brother. Now he runs yeah. it. I don't run now it anymore. Now he he runs it. So it's I think or it's they, yeah or they both do it like the Miller twins. I think it's difficult to track these people down. That's what that's what I think. Well, but, I mean, they they've obviously figured out how to work the system, which did not take that much effort, I'm sure. Right. Well, that was my that was the question I was going to is you apply for USDA. How many times is that application rejected by the USDA because they don't like your place? Ever? Does that ever? Oh, happen? I doubt ever. Once ever. I doubt ever. I mean, yeah, rarely do they it, even get shut down after some time. You know, because I, they get paid I, fees I, to do it, so there's no I, reason I, for I them to really say. I can't really say that that's true because I'm thinking of. And I think a lot of people, when they think of a puppy mill, they think of the the worst of the worst. Right. And I and I think the misconception that I think a lot of people have is those shanty rabbit hutches, uh -huh. rabbit hutches inside. Yeah, they this don't much like feces that. on the floor, <laughs> filth and disgustingness. I think everybody has that in their head that that's what a puppy mill is, and they're wrong about that. Well, somebody asked me this in the waiting room the other day. I was talking, and they're like. You know they didn't know about puppy mills and so they're like what's the difference between a puppy mill and a and a, and a backyard breeder and i had to think for a minute and i said here's the quantity difference. no here's the, here's the difference okay a backyard breeder that dog's typically like it's their dog it's in their house and stuff like it, it's their dog puppy in a puppy mill that dog's in a cage and it never leaves the cage ever yeah maybe that's a nice even, cage even, maybe that's even a poopy that cage, has but... varying degrees and this what i how but they don't I let those dogs outside they don't but ever some of them do a little bit there are different kinds of mills some of them have kind of a state-of-the-art chain link fence runs for the dogs so the dogs get to run and then they get to go inside like a like a shelter that you might indoor go to. outdoor, right. indoor, indoor, outdoor, outdoor. okay those are fancy and there are commercial breeders who have that. Then there's other ones who their dogs never even go outside. They have like pins, like like in chicken, a, like, like chicken the commercial chicken coops, like you know those, those commercial buildings that you have in the country, and you'll see it's like you know, this Super huge long, steel building, and you think oh there's chickens or something like that in there. Well, a lot of times that's dogs in there, and they're in pins that the 
you can raise up the top and you can see the dogs down in there. And they never even go out in the fresh air. Ever. Ever. But their whole life. There's varying degrees of this, though. Yes. So you can't just say they're all like this. And then you have other ones that are only outside. And sometimes they're outside with wire cages right. that are stacked. A, sh- a shanty. A sh- and, and they're, a they're pooping their pee yeah. falls on the ground below them. Or on the dog below them. Okay, so those different ones that we described, are, are all those puppy mills? Okay. Well, I, I try not to even use the word puppy mill too much. I just refer to them as commercial breeders and because that goes to quantity. For me. Yeah, that to me is a quantity issue. They're doing it for profit. Absolutely. That, right. That's it's the difference. how they make a living. A backyard right. breeder is not really doing that for backyard necessarily. Backyard breeders. Yeah. Okay, well, let me go back to my shanty image that everybody has of filth and disgustingness. I've dogs getting my toes. <laughs> <laughs> George is trying to bite pinkies. <clears throat> hey, Pink. She's so bad. So this filthy shanty that you have in your head. Pinky. That that place would never pass USDA inspection. That is a that is a hoarder or a backyard breeder that is disgusting, and usually they operate in <coughs> total darkness. Like the neighbors don't know that they're, they're probably doing that. not licensed. Most likely not licensed. Like Gail came from there. Gail. Gail was in like a rabbit hutch. Yeah. Right. They're like out, out, out of ways in the country, like down a little country road, and they, so there's nobody driving by. Nobody's checking. Them nobody's stuff. looking. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. checking. Nobody's looking. That and you're selling them on Craigslist or something. Or, or you're taking them to the trade days, taking yeah. them to Canton. Can. You know that kind of a thing. You t- so keep that in mind. Not everybody is licensed, but just because you are licensed doesn't mean that doesn't you're mean good. that you're good. So, so a, a license, and, and that's the argument. I mean, we've fought with these people before, and that's their argument is that, you know, they're USDA licensed, and they're held to standards. Well, their standards are sub-bar. Yeah, well, yeah. let's talk about what the standards are. Right. Nothing. Not, <laughs> well. It's pretty grim from what last I heard. It is. There's no requirement for the dogs to ever come out of their cage. There's no. The, you know, the cage USDA, li- USDA like, license says they never have to leave their cage. No. no. Food, that's, water, um, shelter. shelter. Now that doesn't mean like being in t- in temperature controlled. It, it means, means the roof. rain doesn't hit on their right. head. It means that's that's what shelter. So you can is. be in a rabbit hutch outside. Right. right. That would pass. You could be in a, t- in a tin shed outside with food and water. When it's and, a, and, and an enclosure big enough where you can just turn Stand around. Stand up and turn around. That's I mean, it. they've had dogs with their tails that have had frostbite. Yeah. And yeah. those and those places are licensed. So don't talk about licensing is going to fix it because that's licensed. Right. When they yeah. get, and when they get written up, because, see, the, the, one of the big problems was, was whenever the reports got shut down to the public, that you can't, you can't see them anymore. And I still don't know who's to blame for that. I, I, heard it, I heard it started to happen in the Obama administration, and then it happened in the Trump administration. And I don't really know the truth. I don't know the truth, and I don't know if it was the guy who was the head of the... Of the USDA who made this happen? I really don't know. I'd like to ask Mindy Callison that question. I was about to say, Bailey Nup Benji probably knows. What what are you talking about that's not available to the It's The The inspection report. The inspection reports of all of the mills used to be public entities. And they said that they shut that down because it was... I think it's dangerous for those mill owners to have their they names were, they out there. They were having protesters it's, show up at their called, property it's called, it's called, because they're telling what's going it's on. It's called it's called doxing on the internet, where you reveal someone's identity that's doing something that's not you know publicly smiled upon, so that people can come to your house and do things to you. It's vigilance. Which, that's that, and that I agree with because you should you can't exactly you can't, you can't open you, up. Yeah. People to but there has to be a way off. to release that information without, like, their address. Which takes me back to my original thing of I said with these common names of Graber and Yoder is y- you don't know which one right. is, is... Well, 
we do once we buy the dog at auction and we get yeah, their get packet the of information then we get all the details mm -hmm. of that dog mm -hmm. and that's the full name of where the dog came from but, but so, if we didn't buy the dog we would never know because we don't have access to that information right and see and that information is available too for dogs that you buy at the pet store you can demand that of who this dog came yeah that, from. i mean that, that paperwork that we get from dogs uh, like that paperwork goes to the pet store but it doesn't the, mean any those names don't mean anything to the general right. public right when i'm looking at it and i see you know randy miller's dog versus a detweiler dog that means something to me right, right. one's going to be in good shape and the other one's going to be awful right and Detweiler is an, is an Amish guy too, and he's is he Amish. Yes, yeah, he's, he's Amish, and he's always on the horrible 100 list. Always, his dogs are always in terrible shape. But Randy Miller's dogs are in pretty decent shape. With some, there are mill owners that we get dogs from that are that are going to be in good shape. That we that it's, it's, and the prices know, reflect that. Yes, you know, I know if it's yeah. Randy Miller's Frenchies at auction that they're going to cost more because all the other Millers know that those are going to cost more, that yeah. they're in better shape, that yeah. they're, nice, they're selectively more bred nicely for, for, bred. Yeah, for more positive traits. Yeah. And he takes them to the vet. Yes. And doesn't breed you know, genetic defects and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, here's another question. Donna Kendall asks, are there groups well, in these maybe. states that are taking on these mill breeders working to get laws passed that either subject them to very strict humane guidelines or better yet, outlaw them altogether? No. It's if there a, was, it's, how it's would a we U.S. Know? guideline. It's not a state guideline. I mean, I'm not aware of any states that have stricter guidelines on how these breeders. Have well, to like keep California their dogs. just passed, you can't sell. Get down, baby. But they can still keep them in. that way. Like if I if I was a commercial breeder in California, which would be unlikely because it's too expensive. Yeah, I think your, you fall under the USDA. I don't it's, think you fall under the state. Right. There's not there's not state, no regulations, state regulations for that that I know of. No, because they're under the they're, they're with under farmers. the USDA. They're with farmers. Well, she's talking about like independent like groups of people that are trying to get laws changed in like and if there are like yes, I don't know. But I, but I, I don't think that it works that way because USDA is nationwide. So even if a state passed something, I don't think they have jurisdiction over uh, that. Yeah, yeah, no, but some states are doing like what just happened here in Texas, where they were trying to pass laws and ordinances. You know, to where, but that's for the sale of. That's for the sale of. Right, but at that's least a strategic there's decision. something right. happening. Right, you know, education is happening, mm -hmm. and right, know. but that doesn't stop them from keeping them in those conditions currently, because that falls under USDA, which falls into farming, which falls into big. Well, money, they just have to take their dogs out of state. So let's say Texas did that, and you can't sell any dogs that have come from a puppy mill in a Texas store. Well, then you just truck them across the border to Louisiana or to right. Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, things are changing in education, you know, within communities is increasing. But I think it's going to be really, really hard to change things with USDA because there's too much money. There's too, because it falls into ag and the farmers have too much money. It's not money. just money, it's political corruption. That, well, well that and it's power. I mean, the farming industry a, is a very, very powerful entity. Yeah. And, 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 these, and these puppy millers are like chicken winging themselves right under that... Yeah, because uh, it, and you do that by threatening that they're going to come after you next. Absolutely. So they all band together, absolutely. whether you're breeding cows or pigs or whatever. Right. Because dogs are classified as agriculture. Right. That's what needs to change. Is that I've dogs said that from the beginning. You change, it, it, said that it, from the beginning. In one, in one stroke of a pen, you could probably change you that. Change the classification of dogs and cats USDA to, to family family pets, and they don't and then, fall and then, under and that. And all of this becomes irrelevant. It does. It would. It would. It would change everything. Then it would be state by state, though. I don't know why can't the why can't the United States Department of Our Agriculture have it have a little caveat have a little subcategory 
Cats. We don't, we, I don't know. That's not my job. Yeah, that's what, Mindy's job. <laughs> well, yeah, what sucks about this discussion is none of us really know the answers to these questions. I don't know the answers to those Well, not those questions, but I mean, we can just talk it out so they Legal can get procedure. As, <clears throat> as much as we know. Yeah, you start getting into that legislations avenue, and it's just not my There's bag. There's no one here I mean, that knows we, that. We that. couldn't do what we do, plus try to, you know, orchestrate law or lobby or do you know to change things. Not to mention, I, just, I find it so incredibly frustrating yep. to implement change in our, and I'm sure it's every country, but in our country to implement change with laws, it's just it's just so frustrating. It's so. Yeah. Slow and I mean, even to like it's, watch it's it's watch slow the, for on our timeline because we do everything like this. Just get it <laughs> everything done. slow for you guys. I don't understand. Get Why out. Can't you just, like this. <laughs> just sign the thing and move on. But there's so much red tape bureaucracy. You should watch uh, that cartoon is how, how Bill that, becomes a law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Give me oh, the hand. Yeah, I mean, the one that, that I testified for what was that like three weeks ago or something they just barely voted on it i think last week or something to get it out of committee yeah then it still has to go to like the whole oh. house yeah, i'm like this. for texas and after and if it passes the whole house then it has to go to the senate and then i think the governor probably has to sign it Which after, if it passes all of those so like and then, yeah, if, he okay, doesn't, and then if he doesn't then it's then all, it all for not yeah it's all for not so you know that, that's what i'm talking breath. about it feels like you just beat your head against the wall it's just so like ugh. So, I don't know. The, the government in general is just such a That's waste how I of feel time. about it. <laughs> Ice skating uphill, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, this is why this is not the area that we focus no. on. No. Because it just, it's just futile and time-consuming. Because it like confounds and frustrates us. We're, we're thankful for the groups <laughs> that do focus on it. That Somebody has to. Their time and not yeah, because there are it, states who have changed laws and have... Right. You know, it's you, just not the lane we're in. We're, right. we're right. very busy in our lane. And yeah. I mean, it's gonna you're going to have some crossover here and there. And we are advocates for change. Yeah. But we can't... That's not we can't all we're run our do. rescue we and be an advocate as much for as change. We I mean, well, we, don't we have to feel like we're doing something and that is just... It feels so slow. It's too slow for us. Yeah. Way too slow. <laughs> it's just too slow. Especially you two. <laughs> Get out of my way! Just sign it. That's Give me all. a trap. Yeah. <laughs> she just roll up to Washington. Hey! Hey! Because <laughs> okay. it seems simple to me. It just mm. seems simple. This is wrong. Let's change it. Let's see. I saw somebody asking about sales tax. Sales tax? Yeah. yeah. Maybe a bet's right. It was the double question. Susan Meisinger with a follow-up from Kathy yeah. Corcoran. Oh, yeah. um, the, the Texas TDA oversees the mill operation, but who is the responsible for the regulations of the actual sale? Who's TDA? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know well, that it's going to be your state taxes for whatever state you're in. Like, for example, last year, Texas implemented, you know, that every rescue would be had to charge their adopters oh, yeah, this was outrageous. a sales tax <laughs> on a rescue dog. So a nonprofit like us, no paid salaries, not one person, uh, yeah. has to charge and collect tax. sales tax. Well, they charge the, back sales tax. And we had to pay back sales tax. We're a nonprofit. Thousands of dollars. And we were rescuing dogs in the state of Texas that no one else wants, fully yeah. vetting them into the thousands of dollars, and Sometimes we're being ch charged, mm -hmm. and our adopters are being charged sales tax, and then it's being collected from us. So 
Except for they don't do it to the shelters. They only right. do it if to you're the a rescues. municipal shelter with the caretaker. Oh, I'm sure so many rescues suffered from that. Yes, pay back sales tax. I mean, it, it's ridiculous because you've got rescues in Texas where we're overrun with pit bulls and chihuahuas. Let's just take one for example. You know, one one of the biggest pit bull rescues in Texas, where they're very very hard to place dogs. And you're charging them sales tax? Yeah. They're pulling these dogs out of the shelters that have no money to care for them. And they're doing it. And you're adding a burden to, to what they already face. Yeah. It makes no sense. There's no way that was Exactly. They should be... They're, I mean, this is being fought right now. Yeah. And I think it'll but, be overturned. But it's, but it's been... Slow. It's, but it, what's it been? Two Almost years? Almost two years now. Yeah. yeah. I swear that was like two years Almost ago. Almost two years. That was like a real humdinger. Yeah. And and somebody's fighting it and has been fighting it. But once again, you go to that, here's that slow molasses of a churn of right. trying to... Well, it's attorney's fees and attorney's fees and attorney fees trying to get there. That's why right. it takes so long, honestly, because yeah. attorney fees. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that part, that question was, as far as sales tax for mill dogs, the sales tax would take place at the time... The broker or the mill owner sells to the pet store, and then the pet store is going to turn around and collect sales tax on the per, on or, the sale or of the also, puppy or too. Or also, you apparently, if that piece of legislation gets enacted, you no, it's already in. We already have to pay sales tax. So why don't you have to charge sales tax every time you adopt out a dog? We do. We do. That's, that's what. I, do. That's that's that. It's not. It's not just everybody. It's it's also you. Oh yeah, yeah. But the state's double dipping on that. Yeah, they are. But. There is sales tax collected on the sale of a puppy milled puppy that's going to a pet store. Right. There's that's where that tax. sales tax is collected. Yes. Yeah. And then, you well, know. Well, that, that's part of the problem is that that's a revenue stream for well, cities that's what and counties. In the state of Missouri, that's a huge revenue stream. It's the number one revenue stream. I know. All of the for dollars the of funneling through the, the of system is not only putting money in the mill's pockets, is it going to the government too? Well, absolutely. 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 That's why, I mean, number one, why Missouri won't change it. Yep. It's a huge source of revenue for a state that needs the revenue. See, she says, is, is, is this why it's so hard to get laws changed? I'm a bookkeeper. I always follow the money. The end of the line is normally the biggest issue. That's right. And that's <clears throat> what I, I need to emphasize is in the state of Missouri, the number one source of revenue for the entire state is dogs. It's dogs. It's the farming of dogs in the state of Missouri. Number one puppy mill state. Number one, Missouri. How are you going to change that? Biggest you know, economic industry. How many people's pockets are lined with that? People who are in places of power, the politicians that are in in, in position, they're not going to go against that. They want that money. They well, want it. Well, d- didn't the governor of Missouri? Doesn't he have relatives in the puppy mill business? No, he's not the governor. It's not the governor. He's a. He's just a congressman. A um, congressman. I said he was like a state senator. What was her name? Mary well, Smith. Mary Smith's son. I don't know if he's still a congressman. I have I have posted them on my page. Laura's over yeah. here pooping pants about us naming. Hey, I don't care. It's public knowledge. <laughs> just, speak, pu- just speak up, Laura. I, I it's, it's public fine. knowledge, and she and she is always on the the, the horrible one hundred list as well. <laughs> it's a fact. Laura, Laura gets worried when we name people's names. She's well, in trouble. It's a, it's I don't a, want to spend money on lawyers, so I, would, I just whatever we want to say, <laughs> we can say what we want to say, but let's just keep it, gen, you know, generic. It, their name is not going to help. No, but the point is, is that she's a she's a mill owner in the state of Missouri on the Horrible 100 poll, and she has a son who's a congressman. There comes Bubs with a pink toy. What you got, Bubs? What you got, Bubs? I went to get my elephant. (laughs) I had to go find this. Hey, Bubs. Hey, Bubs. That's a nice toy you got, Bubs. Get Bubs. (laughs) That's silly, Bubs. All right, moving on. Okay, so naming naming names. That's what I'm doing. 
You're just over here. I ain't scared. The docs cast is what we're doing here. Let's okay. answer this question right here because everybody always has this question, and the answer is what they don't want to hear, but that's the reality of it is. We covered that before. My question it's... is what happens to the breeding stock that gets too old? Yeah. What happens to that mama poodle at 10 after she can't have any more puppies? You know what? I've got a real firm policy in my head as I go through life, and it's don't ask questions you don't want to maybe answer to. Well, it's not. It's not always, you know, that they. Um, there are avenues that the, the, see. There are there are breeder releases. There's rescues who have relationships with breeders who hand them over. Right. We they don't are, have many are, of those because our mouth is because we name names. Right. Be, we have a big. Uh, we mouth made that decision a long time ago. I made that decision a long time ago. You're in rescue. Either you keep your mouth shut about these people, and you have relationships, and you have relationships where they'll release dogs to you, or you blast your mouth about these people, and you educate people, but they won't br- release dogs to you because they hate you. I chose B. And it was and it was tell the dog story, right? And you wanted to be able to tell yeah. this dog story. And the only way to do it was to kind of. Everything we do is transparent. The, so I'm not going to lie about where it came well, from and if you don't, to make that mill owner feel better. If you don't use your mouth to educate people, then what are you really accomplishing? It goes right back to the very first thing that you said buckets. of what 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 is our What's our goal? mission? What's, what's, our, our, what's mission? our mission statement? So the people who keep their mouth shut, the rescues that keep their mouth shut, and just have breeder releases, they're focusing on just rescuing the dog. And mm-hmm. that's fine. It is exactly. fine. Exactly. They're in their lane doing what they need right. to do. Right. And we're, and we're trying to ride two lanes. We're rescuing dogs, but the dogs that we're rescuing, we put up on a stage for all the world to see, tell their story, people to understand where they come from, and educate the public. And like you said, the families. Well, this is, so we, we bring this dog from the auction house, and our plan is we're going to tell this dog's story from the moment they get on the bus with Ricky to the moment they get to the rescue and we see them released from the cage. They're going to go to Dr. Reno. We're going to tell that medical story. And then the families that are going to adopt, when they adopt this dog, they then start to tell this dog's story to their friends and family. The children in the home know their dog came from a puppy mill, and this is not a good thing. They're going to grow up. So you look at that ripple. We're trying to put out as many ripples out into the, you know, the world that we can so that one day, you know, things will change because those little kids are going to grow up, and hopefully they don't want to buy a dog from a pet store, and they're going to know this was wrong. Right. Just the same way things were ingrained in us when we were young. So that 800 bucks that we spent buying that dog... Provided that much education. Right. Right. That's, because we couldn't have told that story. If we just sat here and said, hey, you know, there are dogs in mills and it's really sad and you shouldn't do this. Yeah. That doesn't really mean anything. But also when you've got the dog and you can look at it and watch it in video and then you see it in a home. And, and you then can you understand medically what's home, wrong with right. it. And we can show you photos of the side scar yeah. cesarean or we can show them, you know, emaciated. Now you can and read that story and have the cognitive distance. And then you've like, got that. Oh, that's how bad they live. It's and that's tangible. What they living. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that's we're in that lane. That's the lane that we're in. I don't think I could do this if we weren't doing option B. I couldn't do option A. Because to me, option A no, it's is... it's just a mental beating without any, like, satisfaction. But it's I'm a, happy to, that people are there doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, so am I. I don't disparage them one bit. But, if, like, for me, I couldn't do it because there's not, like, a like a larger, like, meta goal that you're working towards and can't ever quite... Like, it, like, it just feels like grains of sand on the beach. society. It's... We're working towards that, even though it's tiny, tiny, tiny. But if we weren't going loud and using our mouthpiece about it, I don't feel like we would be doing that, and I would be less fulfilling and more frustrating and more just overwhelming, grueling, and just disheartening. And 
and and it is for lots of people, and lots of people burn out. It is, and sometimes I sometimes I sometimes I look at it that way, like the dogs in the valley, and then I look at. It's one of the things that makes me really mad is whenever I go back to like that Washington Post article where they, you know, talk about you're putting money in the mill owner's hands and they and ta- and ta- and taking those minuscule amount of dogs that get purchased at an auction and get rescued in comparison to the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them that are in mills today right now that and 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 point at you as a as a rescue for buying that dog and putting money in that mill owner's hands and it's just a it's a pittance it's just a pittance and it's overwhelming sometimes when I look at it that way that how can you ever stop this industry how can we ever stop this industry well we became a target when we used our voice yes yeah. we we became a target because as long as you're quiet then you're not a target sure. right, right. But when we speak out, have a bigger name and a bigger voice, then they're going to go after you. Exactly. The that. only way you can stop it is the pet store thing. If these people that have mill puppies that they sell to pet stores, if they can't sell them anymore, because let's say you outlaw pet stores selling puppies from puppy mills, which several states have. Yeah, but that's what's going to have to happen. You have to take their money source away. Yeah, you have to remove the money, and it and it's hard. It's harder than that's you think. That's why that's the most effective legislative strategy <clears throat> to make the stop is you, you kill demand. You right, kill demand. you kill demand Demand's through legica- legislation. You kill demand through people not having demand for that because yeah. they don't want to participate. Yeah. But because they've been educated. That's the lane we're in. Kill demand by, worry kill demand right. by but, educating but, the yeah, public. Can I raise my hand and say there's? And I say this uh, so many times on the page, but I'm going to say it again. These businesses exist because the public puts money in their hands if everybody said well shit i'm not buying one of those puppies because i say i say it a thousand times if you can't see the mother and the father of this puppy that you're buying then you should walk away yeah there's a reason you can't see them right you can't see them because they're in a mill that's why you can't see them i don't care if you even buy from a backyard breeder you know what there's backyard breeders who like you said they breed their lab they have their lab and they bred it with the neighbor's lab whatever is it a quality dog? That's your problem. But that dog is living in a home, and it's, you know, it's... It, it's living a hell of a lot better than dogs in a mill. Exactly. It's not... It's, it wasn't bred for somebody to make a living off of with 700 dogs in cages on their property. To have, you know, a litter every six months. So if you... That's the difference between that. And back in the day, I mean, I always flashed... But before commercial breeding, because it began... It began like in the 60s, I think. 60s and 70s. Date yourself. hey You know, there didn't used to be mills. She read it on the internet. If somebody, if you wanted a puppy, well, the farmer down the road, his lab had some puppies down the road. Go get you one of those. I don't even know if there were, like, dogs. That, I mean, I know there was a dog pound, and there's probably that some had, dogs that, in That there. had to come about with the invention of the internet. Because people in Missouri, they have no way to reach a nationwide audience with their... With the, the internet had to have facilitated that coming around no i mean i think it still existed they just only worked in the channels straight to the pet store. straight to that the must, pet yeah, store yeah, yeah, yeah how much yeah. is that doggy in the window yes. right yeah and there always needs to be doggies in the window and so. i don't think then it was a major revenue source it was you know maybe hobby breeder. it was a hobby breeder making a little extra money because on there the were side. there weren't exotic purebred dogs that cost five thousand dollars in 1979 like that, that wasn't a thing well i don't think i don't uh, when if there was it was on a really alive. small scale then, so. yeah <laughs> Just barely. 
you know, I mean, I'm old. So, and I was, really, and, and, really I, old. and I've been, a, I've been a groomer <laughs> since like, you know, 1976 or something. So, Ooh, you're really old. so I'm you're in a grooming shop and you know, you get to see like what, I mean, I remember that we had like real cockapoos that came in. And it, was, done a thing. and it was always like it, it was well it's a mutt it's an accident that so-and-so had a cocker spaniel and somebody well, co- and cockapoo became the term for like any kind of small little mix knish you know well, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was the pre-doodle the cockapoo the, yeah but the cockapoo see, is see the, i was a know, groomer knish. when the doodle phenomenon yeah. started and it was wild i mean well, how what what year of, of being grew what year was it when you first encountered a dog that someone paid four digits for it was it was um, 89, something like that. Mm. That the first one came in the grooming shop, and they, the, you know, they and they're boasting because they paid well, a lot of money for. That's this what I mean. Stuff. Like if, if, that, if that happened, like they're gonna tell you. Well, it came from Australia because that's where it started. The guy who started it started this in Australia. The doodle thing, yeah, yeah. The doodle thing, yeah. And these people paid, you know. I think it was like $2,000, which back then which was, was, like a ton. was like somebody spending 10 now. And, and they cut, and, and I mean, me and Rochelle are like, looking at this, like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to come in and tell us what kind of a haircut it gets. Well, this, this is not a breed. <laughs> it's not a thing. This is not a breed. That's why they have to tell you what kind of haircut. But, you're not going to know. But it, it, that phenomenon, I think it probably took like 10 years before it blew into not just the labradoodle, but then the golden, the golden doodle, doodle. And, then, and then it turned into every kind of oodle. And, well, and when we lived in California, it was still only the labradoodle and the golden doodle. That was the only doodles there was. Well, let's go back again. All the other ones came much let's, later. Let's go back again, because when we were kids, you always had purebred schnauzers, okay? So the first purebred schnauzer that you ever got, that was Hannah, right? Yes. That was before the internet. So how did you find that? It was in the, it's, in, it's in the newspaper. Okay. Well, yeah, that's how, when you used to look for puppies, yeah, I remember the, the, the penny saver. Remember the penny saver? Blake, my son. Balucky. Balucky. Bul- <laughs> 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 like so 19. I don't care. He was born in 83. So he's probably like two years old. And we wanted to get a dog. And I remember looking in the newspaper ads. The newspaper. For, and you would look. That's yeah, how we your, got a... Your dog had a had We puppies. got a Siamese yeah. cat. That's how I found a, a Siamese cat in Denton. Yep. Was in the newspaper. Because what else is right. there? But then, you know, I think you're right. I think like the puppy, um, you know, puppy... This is not a real website, but like puppy.com or whatever. Actually, probably I'm going to register it. You know, Nobody's that would be the internet. So then what that did is provide a conduit for people to set up these websites with cute puppies with their photo and their bow. And then somebody down in Florida can buy your puppy mm-hmm. and have it shipped from, yeah. you know, let's say Washington State. And then it just created this It just turned know, into this oh, the huge, huge industry. Right. And oh, then you had no idea where your puppy's coming from because right. they they post a cute mom and a dad with the little baby and you uh-huh. just think, oh, you have no idea that you, it's coming yeah, from why, you because you're not going there. You know, that's even but the dog's parents. In those really days, why would you suspect something different? Because, yeah. You, I mean, well, but see, back, like, okay, my first schnauzer, Hannah, that I got, you know, there's an ad in a newspaper because I want a schnauzer. Uh-huh. There's an ad in a newspaper. And it's it's so a, how long do you have to look in the newspaper for to find an ad oh, for schnauzer? Um, two seconds. Yeah, no, that's no, what I, mean, I, mean, no, no, no. I don't remember that. I just remember I was like five and you came home with a dog. <clears throat> I mean, but I that's always what, looked. That's what I always but, looked. But you had to look for a long time before that actually happened. Right, because, because there was no instant exactly, gratification. Exactly. You're gonna get the you're gonna you can't, get you can't go to the schnauzers.com right. and get a schnauzer. No. 
No, there was nothing you like that. You have to that. wait for it to appear for in it your, to your appear in the newspaper. And then it lives close enough. Yeah. And then I drove to their house, and it was a nice family. They had a schnauzer. They bred it with some friend schnauzer. The puppies are raised in the house. They just had the, I got to meet the mama dog. I'm in their house. It's clean. Yeah. It's nice. And take my little schnauzer home. That's how you got a puppy back then. That's how people should get puppies now. Yeah. It is. That's but, how you should get puppies now. But it, until until but you shut commercial for breeding that down, that's what's that's just. You're what not going to because of the instant gratification that people want. They just we, want we what they the want. They want, they want that, right and, and, I, and I think it's probably some a bit, a little bit of keeping up with the Joneses too. It's like, well, they got a fancy dog, and like, it's, I want a fancy dog. Jessica's my dog costs friends. more than their Jessica's dog. Jessica's friends. So many of my friends who don't listen yeah. to this podcast, so yeah. I can say whatever I want. Yeah. They every, all want a red doodle. Every friend I have oh. has talked to me about getting a dog, and every single one of them, I've explained the doodle thing and do not participate this in this, and every single one of them has gotten a mini red gold doodle. doodle. Every single one. That's so hot right now. Mini red gold doodles. So well, hot right and now. what's the hot what's the hot <laughs> hey, bubs. expensive dog at the at the mill auctions? Red poodles. Miniature red poodles, toy red poodles, because because they're the they're the catalyst. You, you got, have to have that to make you got those a red poodle at auction. Noodles. That's the top ticket of the it's day. It's so frustrating. I, I remember that auction we went to, and it was packed to the rafters, and there was this poodle that came up. Wasn't it the poodle? It was a merle. A merle poodle. Mm. And went Party, for eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, not to us. There was two of them. Yeah. There was. I went out to the. Sometimes I have to take a break. Sometimes yeah. I have to take a break from she that. Just go eat a banana. From that. <laughs> I need some potassium. She was at a party. I need to replenish because sometimes my adrenaline just gets too high and yeah. I need to step out. It's, you can't. You can't know what that feels like unless you go there. And yeah, I don't sit through the whole thing either. Yeah, and so you'll see a, a break of something you do, a group that you don't intend to be breed, bidding on. So I went out to the bus and I'd have myself a banana. She, I left. She left me in there. And mm. I can hear the crowd in there that something's going on. Uh huh. And. It was, it was, I had my mouth open because the bananas. lady, the lady was sitting, sitting right, right behind here, us and I'm just like going, and, I'm, and I'm scooting over She's this She's on the way. phone too. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was bad. Everybody's mouths were open. And it sold for $18,000. To another breeder. To an, yeah, from one breeder to another breeder. So that's breeders putting money but in breeders' pockets. But then there pockets. was another one because now I'm in the building. It was, I, the next one sold for like 12. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, it was. That was crazy. But see, think of how frustrating it is to where we have this stage and we have this opportunity to share our voice and share what we know. And, you know, it's frustrating that people still go out and go get those. These are my friends. I say it like straight to their face at a one-on-one conversation of like, listen, this is, this is what I do. Let me tell you about this. And they do it anyway. Don't talk to me about dogs anymore. That's, that's, Just that's don't. exactly, yeah, you lost your dog talking. Don't talk to me about dogs. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. So frustrating. So frustrating. I love you, but don't talk how to me can about you, that. How can you analyze the evidence I've just provided to you and still make the same choice. How do you do that? Because they want what they want because and they I don't care. I mean, I know the answer. It's a rhetorical question. Like, and I know what and the that's the frustrating is. thing and that's what's hard <clears throat> is that people want what they want and they want it right now. Like, yeah. I, are we in chocolate, Charlie and, and the Chocolate Factory? I think factory? it's, like, know, I want, want, want a purebred dog and if they want a purebred dog, that's fine. To source that dog from an There's ethical lots of ways breeder. There's lots of ways you can go about that. But you have to wait longer because they're not churning out puppies every five seconds. You find a like, well, they don't have a litter right now. You have to wait for them to have a litter. But I want it now. No, I want it now. Yeah, that patience is a it's a real problem. Come here, sweetie. Don't care how. They want it now. But yeah, back in the day, that's what you had to do. And yes, you had to wait. 
Okay, so I, I'd like to I'd like to know what the what the time the L.A. Times pet section looks, looks like today. I don't even know if they print on L.A. Times anymore. Does that do that? Does a newspaper still print? I think they do because Doug's, Doug's parents they still, still print. print the they still print the internet and sell to people. <laughs> That's what I mean. Well, I mean, like Doug's dad still would get the paper like every day. He, read the, he would read the physical paper. Sure, they I mean, do. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah, he's like one of five. Lots of timers out there need paper. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody's got the internet either. Like, yeah, why do I want to touch the actual physical paper? Ew. And I like oh, paper. Yeah, and they're dirty. Oh, they're so yeah, dirty you on your hands. Ink on your hands. <laughs> Ew. Okay, so but back to this question of what happens to the breeding stock that gets too old. Many. It things. could be released. To could it, be released. It could be. Um, I think the majority of time they're killed. That it's, I was just going to say, not humanely euthanized. I think they're shot. I think they're... they're I well, think, I read about this. Or they just they, keep breeding them until they die on their own. called dunking, like where some are drowned. Oh. I've read, I've heard lots of stories you know, about how they handle that at the mill. And I'm not going to repeat them because I don't want them in my head. Nightmare so they fuel. Be, well, exactly. I've heard they overdose them on worming medicine. I think, I think... Because, you know, euthanizing a dog costs money, and they don't want to spend it on that. I want to think that it's better these days because a lot of the educated people that are running these mills understand that there are rescue groups. And all they have to do is reach out and rescue. They'll take take your dogs. There's no need to go through the trauma of doing that. There's absolutely no reason. But they expose themselves to the risk of... I think things are better, but it didn't used to be this way and it's there's not a, in everyone. a spectrum there because there's, there's still exactly. going to be colossal you know monsters of people and there's other ones who have some compassion and release yes. them when they're five I, I would say there's many that probably yeah. do yeah the majority yeah i mean so there's just no need to go through that when you can have somebody just come pick them up in a van i think that you're i think you're putting your own human emotion on it when you say that there to, there's no reason for them to go through that exactly yeah because you're giving that you're going through a thing to you but it to may, you, not, but it may not be a big deal to them i just mean if i had the choice between i'm gonna go shoot 20 yeah, you're dogs not a monster today. because you're not a reptile laura yeah. <laughs> or i can well, load I them on that, a bus i think yeah, but that a, requires networking and time i think there's a lot of them that just don't care that much and going out there and shooting a dog is just not that big of a deal you don't want to think that. I don't want to think. It's, that. O- it's only traumatic for the dog, not the person exactly. that's doing it. I think, the, and uh, the, I don't want to speak for every single person because I don't think that that's true. I think there are th- ones that have to kill their dogs, and it probably hurts them. There's other ones that kill their dog, and they really don't care. I think there's there's a broad there's spectrum, a spectrum here, you know, and we can't speak for every one of them. The bottom line is when they when they don't produce, they're not gonna like. It's not like they go to retired land or anything. So to go to point to the question. What percentage of dogs that are old and can't breed anymore make it out? We have no idea. We have no, no idea. Guess. What percentage? 30. I, yeah, I was going to say like 25. I think they can take like them to four, the shelter, too. 4%. I think they can, I th- they, they can take them. A lot of them let them go. Just yeah. put them out. Well, so that happens, yeah, too. Yeah, that's how Le, we got Lamont. Well, Sir yeah. Fred was turned out in East yes. Texas. Mm-hmm. And he had urine scald all down his back, yeah, all down his tail. Where he was, so we knew that he had been in a... Right, yeah. A mill or a backyard breeding situation. Lamont was the same thing. He was in a mill, but he only had one testicle down, so he's not as much value, so throw him out. Which is awful, too, because, uh, you know, what's what's meaner? Here, right. throw you out out on the street. Maybe you get hit by a car. Maybe you get killed by a coyote. Maybe, 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 or a bullet in your brain, and it ends like that. You know, what's, which is kinder? Yeah, I don't know. Poison. But, well. you know, a dog like Lamont... What's it take? 30 minutes to drive to the shelter and drop him off? They're going to take him in a second. But you just don't want to be inconvenienced enough? Or you don't want your name on anything. Yeah, it, it exposes them to risk. An inspection? 
Somebody, get somebody getting that dog and finding out where it's from and telling the story on the internet and blasting yeah. their name all over and now so they got people protesting right. outside their house like that if you I was know, the, if I was them analyzing the risk reward that's what that would enter my head you know how a lot of people they have like an oops litter and they and they've got like seven puppies at their house and they don't want they do the same thing with kittens and I don't know if people realize this or not but you know they'll get in their car with all seven puppies drive through this pop. neighborhood and drop a puppy off drive five miles this way and drop a puppy off into that neighborhood drive and then so you just throw your puppies out into different neighborhoods and somebody comes across this puppy oh oh, what is this puppy out here same thing with a kitten that's how you get rid of a litter that was the other day in anna there was this like tiny fluff ball and he was like going down the road yeah Mm -hmm. and then somebody put him up on the all about anna page and people were out trying to get this poor little puppy off the road i never heard how that ended up so you take one puppy and you drop it in anna you take another puppy and drop it in melissa Take another puppy, drop it in McKinney. Nobody makes the correlation. Or you put him in a sack and drop it in the lake. Like, these are all things that it's happen. What, it's what kind of a monster are you? I mean, just go to a really nice neighborhood and drop a little puppy off. And these these, these people are going to go, oh, this little puppy. And, and take to, it. I'll take if it. If I was in a pinch and had to get rid of a little puppies, like, that's a good idea. I would do that. Well, that takes time. That's what people do. That's what they do. And they do it with kittens and they do it with puppies. And But yeah. then the lucky ones get loaded on a bus and go to a rescue. <laughs> right. Right. One of the things that I wanted to say that I I look at the grand scheme of things of mills producing puppies for pet stores, laws change in this state and make it illegal to do that. That's not going to stop them. What's going to happen is because you mentioned like the site puppy.com, which I think this actually is the it's site. Puppy Spot. I'm going to look. Puppy Spot. Oh, Laura's like, don't name anybody. That's why I called it puppy.com. <laughs> those, those people have called us before. They did call me. I called them back. They never returned my call. Because I did a story on them one time. Hey, they're on the internet. Hey, you know what? Go look at them. Go look at their website. Yeah. Puppy.com directs straight to puppyfind.com. They are, they are exactly, it's exactly what the fear is. If you shut pet stores down, because they are, they're an internet pet store. Well, you can get any... Puppy any breed. Any, any breed. breed. Right. For an exorbitant now, price. Now, now, now the pet store you're buying from is not located in your state where that's illegal. That's, that's right. That's how they sell. That's, that's, that's exactly sold. right. And that and and believe me, there's many, many, many dogs sold that mm-hmm. way too. It's basically just a broker. It's just an online broker. Well, right, because brick and mortar stores are eventually gonna be a thing of the past. Yeah. Where they won't well, even especially COVID has now accelerated that like yeah. straight up. Exactly. Because now we've learned over the past year there is no need to leave your home. And as a matter of fact, why would you leave your home? And go chance that you can find yeah. what you need at the store. I'm not sure why the death of retail is taking so long, but it's coming. Well, COVID put, they yeah, put, I know. put the yeah. foot right on the accelerator. I mean, I have not been to a store to buy a piece of clothing or a toiletry that oh, I needed. Oh, no, no. Any no. of those things in well over a year. So I Grocery store. That's the only stores I I've been in. coffee at the gas stations. <laughs> I, I don't go, I don't go to but stores But speaking of COVID and this industry, it's, it's skyrocketed. I mean, the sales of dogs skyrocketed the the mill owners were clapping their hands yep. because people are Those at families home are at home and they're bored and they're and we want a puppy yeah, might as well, well we, we saw it even else. in the rescue our adoptions just like went straight you know we had dogs that normally people wouldn't and want. the shelters that couldn't keep dogs because yep. they're they're all Unless getting a, they were pit bulls or chihuahuas. or chihuahuas and i'm not talking about three pound chihuahuas i'm talking about 12 and 14 pound chihuahuas any size chihuahuas that people don't want because the three pound ones that wear a little dress and a hat everybody wants that house. one <laughs> Including Laura. Laura wants that They're one. home with Danny. Because she has them all. <laughs> she got four of those. They, they're eating out of their friend Franciscan uh, dinnerware. <laughs> so so the, the internet pet stores that I speak of 
puppyspot.com. If you Google, I don't care what breed it is, you Google your, uh, Yorkie puppies, one of these internet pu- pet stores is going to come up. And what you'll find on that, on that website, which it still astonishes me whenever I go to it. It's just, it astonishes me. Every breed is on there. And you can click on, you know, I want a Brussels Griffon. You click on that, and they'll, and they'll show you little pictures of Brussels Griffons. Now, this internet pet store is not a place where these puppies are. There's, there's no puppies. Whoever runs They're this, there's, that, that's right. They're a broker. These puppies are in a mill. I found a Brussels Griffin for sale on puppyfind.com. Let me get it. <laughs> there you go. I want it. I want it right now. <laughs> and during COVID, here's people putting their card number in. And what happens? They ship that puppy to you. So you can't tell me that the majority of the people that are buying these puppies just don't know. They just don't know. I mean, you, I, just, you move that out of your head. I, 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 I hear it. I read it on our page of people saying, well, I just didn't realize. I just don't realize. Well, because people connect with something that's visual. And this goes back to us telling the story of we couldn't tell our story if we didn't get the dog from the puppy mill and tell its story all the way through. If we just tried to tell a story without a photo, most people are going to tune out. But the people who see a photo in front of them, they engage with that photo. They fall in love with that photo, and then they want that dog that's in that photo. Right. But instead of critical thinking about where did this dog come from and what am I supporting and is this a good long-term, they just get a puppy. Right. It's funner to get a puppy. I mean, well, I mean everybody people like an impulse puppies. buy. That's just the way that it is. I mean, that's why they put things by the register when you check out at the grocery store. Impulse buy. Impulse buy, impulse buy. I, I don't impulse buy $4,000, but that's just me. And that's the thing, is, that, is these puppies that are on these websites, they're like, they're like between four and $7,000. There you go. There's some Brussels Griffins right there. Tons of doors. Thirty-seven fifty for this one, 1600 for this other one. Go to puppyspot.com. You'll Puppy be Spot. astonished. Okay. And you know what? One of the things that outraged me about puppyspot.com, and that's why I did a story on it, because they had it like on Good Morning America. They have commercials for it on primetime TV. They, and they had commercials for it. And I thought, wow, do you guys understand what you're supporting? Puppyspot.com. There it is. See, search a breed. Go, go search for Frenchies or bears or something. Give me something. Dog, look for Dog de Bordeaux. You know how to spell it? Doug Way. Nope. No, not nope. Doug. G-O-G-U-E. I always spell it wrong every time. It's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't spell separately. There they uh, are. There's the bear pups. I found a whole lot of cute bear pups. Jeez. Let's look and see how much Harold is. There you go. That's about right. $36.99. That's how much Harold is. I want him now. Can Harold I get him now? Harold is not going to look like Bubs. I'm going to add him to my cart. <laughs> <laughs> This is what it takes. That's, that's right it. here. All, all they want is my name. It that's is all. Okay and to I can res- I can reserve Harold. Reserve Harold, and then somebody's gonna call you. Yeah, They're right, gonna right. get your address and your credit card number. And they don't care if Harold's a good match for you. Or if you want to keep Harold. Are they saying right he's in Farmersville, Texas? Let's see what that say. It's in Farmersville. Where do you see that? Where do you say at? that? When well, when you went to reserve it, but I think they just. I think it thought he was in Farmersville. Yeah, the location finder. I was gonna say, oh my goodness. No, they're not going to tell you where he is. Notice they don't say anything about yeah, where there's, he there's came no, from. Yeah, that, nope. that address feeling is mine. Like they have no, It doesn't say anything about where this puppy is. It I have says, no idea. do you need puppy guidance? Because you can call that 800 number. Mm-hmm. Almost ready. Look he's, out. <laughs> he's bonded with his mom. 
Old enough, weighs enough, ready. Yeah, it's not like that's the dog they're going to send like you the in pizza, that picture. Like, it's like the Domino's yeah. Pizza Tracker. Yeah, Pizza Tracker. Puppy Tracker. Where's my puppy? And how do you know you even get that puppy? Because he's not going to look like that when you get him. No. He's and then what are you going to do about it? And then what, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Proof. You're going to send Harold back? Proof they send you the wrong puppy. You're going to send right. Harold back? Right. I'm going to see how much the other one is. I want Oliver. He's that's the same price. Puppy. He's $36.99. He's too. not seedy. Look he's at him. Seedy. Whatever. He's bonded with his mom. He's not old enough yet, though. See, not old enough. Well, there's a video. Let's see the video. He's available April 21st. Doesn't give us the birth date. Just tells us he's available oh, April 21st. Oh, no, 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 he lives out in the woods somewhere. Oh, there's Mr. Bear Pup. <laughs> just put that pup out there in the grass. And go, he's like, Ugh. walk around. Yeah, so and look, you see, see that building behind dog. him? That's an industrial building. That's, that's where, where his that's mom where all, lives. That's where, yeah, that's where his mommy lives. This is, the first, this is the first time he's ever been outside in his whole life. <laughs> yay. yay! Yay for Oliver! Yay. What a cute pup! I'm gonna buy him. I'm gonna add him to my cart. <laughs> Could I add him to my? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is add even to, if you add stop. To cart. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> even if you stop the brick and mortar stores. Yeah. This, 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 this is this is the, what, this is what happens after that. These people made millions and millions and yeah. millions of dollars on puppy sales. It doesn't COVID. stop. It changes. This one's cute. I'm going to add her to my cart, too. You're getting Emma, too? I'm going to get a whole bunch of bear pups. Yeah, that's a very full <laughs> cart you have there. I, whatever. Yeah, you're up to like 10 go, grand. Go to Frenchie's. Go look at okay, Frenchie's. Okay, let's see what stuff. else we got. No, go look at uh, Italian Greyhounds, Wes. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. Pew! Pew! Oh, we oh. don't have any. Oh, man. No, it's, I probably typed it Sold wrong. out. No, no. Because it... Uh, Go look for a big greyhound. Well, it tried, it tried to autofill for me. Interested see, in this see breed. This. Wait, wait, no, no, go back. I spelled it wrong. See, Fill right out there. the form below, oh, and we will on. reach out to our exclusive breeder community oh, okay. to locate the perfect puppy. Hey, you guys should breed Italian greyhounds. People want them. We don't have them. Once we have found your puppy, one of our puppy concierges will reach yeah, out to you. Yeah, let us put you on a, on, a, on a phone list. Once we find another mill who's got some Italian greyhounds, yeah, let me get get on the phone. We can try to snatch one. Now that we know we got a buyer, let's go find one. Now look for mini golden doodles. No, I'm gonna look for dopamine's I'm doing whatever I want. I'm gonna do whatever. Look at I these want. ones. Ooh. You can't tell anything, but like they're they're too young to even tell what they're gonna look like. See, some of these already found a new home. I missed the boat on those. Yeah, those are See? sold. Those are sold. sold. They're still sold. on there though. Sold. It doesn't say sold. It says I found a new it home. It means I better act fast because I think I want. Cash has got the side eye going on. I want that. Wow, those dollars $6,149. Wowie zowie. Wow. Okay. Now, do you see the kind of money involved here? Huge money. Because I guarantee you they didn't pay never anywhere thought a near that, that from that the mill that it These from. mill owners uh -huh. selling to these internet pet stores. 800 sell, bucks. Sell the, oh, I bet you it's 300. It, yeah, it's it's less than 1,000 for sure. Wow. 300 I, bucks. I can't believe Doberman's cost that much on Wow. And, and see, these these people aren't even housing these puppies anywhere. They're going straight from the breeder to the home. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They send, a van, they send a van to the mill to pick up your pup. Yeah, right, bring not, it to your house. Not, it's not like there's this place of this nursery of all these puppies where there's somebody's lovingly caring for them. They're in the mill. And then they go, ah, we got a lead on one of those Doberman puppies. Ship it to we so got one so sold. So put it in our box. And that's the, that's the, that's the money-making business right there. Yep. That's it. And they're advertising right on primetime TV. Ooh, look at these blue Frenchies. I want a merle Frenchie, though. Nugget. I want an exotic color. Like a lavender or a lilac? No, I want like that brownie merle. You seen that one? Like a chocolate merle? Yeah, it's like dark chocolate and light chocolate mixed together in a swirl. 
That's only okay in ice cream. <coughs> no, it's oh, there's a burl. There's a burl up there. That's reserved. It's already reserved. See? Sebastian. Sebastian. That's a Merle. Life there you go. 68.49 for Sebastian. Let's watch the video. I like when there's a video. $7,000. I like when there's a video. What's like, likes videos? What happens if you want a long-haired Merle Frenchie? Hold on. I'll keep scrolling down because I bet you they're on there. <laughs> there he is in his concrete area. That puppy's head is small for its body. Anyway, this anyway. is this is the state of the business right here. The, well, this is this is the evolution of the business. Once they get, once the brick and mortar thing to takes full effect, it's gonna go right to here, and there's more money to be made I'm, this way. I'm Look a, how much these cost. I'm quite right. frankly the, for, surprised that the brick and mortar ones are still even hanging on like they are because the overhead is, is tremendous. Yeah, but you're still getting impulse people. People go in there and they get a puppy. You right get walk-in trade. You're next yeah. to the grocery store. I want to go to the pop store. Like one of the Dallas suburbs where they've been protesting at it for several years. I mean, the traffic past that store, and I can't imagine the impulse buys, but that's yeah. got to have been what has kept them open because they have seriously had protests there for maybe five years. Yeah. Well, that same thing. I, I drove by the Frisco one today because it's right next to yes. In and Out. There's a guy out there with a sign waving that That's, says puppies, you know, that Frisco, every day. That Frisco pet land, every time I've gone by it, there's been protesters out there. It's on the weekend. I haven't seen protesters there in a long time, but I've been in that store. I've walked into that store, and I told them they were full of shit, and, you know, whatever. And you had some it's just, little, it's little just a little girl working at a shield note. Yeah. Like you're talking about I went in there, and it, they had like a, I think it was like a bull mastiff that must have been like four months old or something. It was really seedy, really poorly bred, way Aged too out. big for the cage that it was in. You know, ooh, it's it looked rough. Be on sale for sixty five hundred. I don't remember. It was probably like eight years ago or something. Marked down from eighty two fifty. It's on sale, flash sale. I don't know. It's financing just gross. available. I've been thrown off at eighty two percent. They'll be glad to finance you. <laughs> they will yeah. be glad to finance it. All right, another question. Um, this one is interesting. I don't know the answer to. Allison Colgrove wants to know. Says, I'd like to know how much of the dog breeding business is done in puppy mill situations compared to breeders that are more responsible. Depends on where you're on the line, I guess. No, like what, what percentage of them are mill dogs and what percentage of them are like responsible that, breeders? That depends on where you draw the line between mill and not mill. Because we've just we've discussed a lot of different varieties right. of we don't mills. Have the and a lot to of that. The, some of them are nicer, some are not nicer. So where does a mill become? I would say most I would say most dogs come from mills. Where do you draw the line? You're talking about most puppies sold to Americans. Yes. Which is, the majority of puppies across the United States that are sold to Americans, what percentage of those are mill dogs? Yeah. As opposed to a reputable breeder or a backyard breeder. I mean, there is a spectrum there. So like Wes is saying, like, where's the line? How do you 70%. Even... 70% mill dogs? Come from, a, come from a place that, would you would not, that you would not approve of. Yes. That's, I don't know how else to do it. What other metrics to use for what is a good place or not a good place to breed dogs, except for if I look at it. I can tell you by looking at it, but I can't, like, give you guys... I don't know. Like I said, I got asked that question and I didn't really have a good answer. Like, what is a mill and what's not a... To me, a well, mill is, you've got like, if, you, if, you, if, if you, you've if got you, like more than 25, 30 dogs, you're a mill. So it's a quantity. It's, it's, the it's quantity, always a quantity. Quantity, quantity is the metric. Well, that's how they, licensing requirements are. It's, it's over a certain number of dogs. Okay. So, you know, versus a backyard breeder or a hobby breeder or, you know... You just aren't that good at it. So are there are there breeders that have that many where they need that license, but they do it in a positive way that we yes, approve of? Yes, absolutely. And yeah. What, what oh, percentage yeah, of breeders are that? 
five. Five, yeah, very, very small. Very percentage. small. Yeah, yeah. Like European breeders of, of Bordeaux, they've got a lot of dogs. Your, European breeders of Bordeaux will probably, I mean, like the good, the good ones, the best ones, they probably have ten to fifteen females. Yeah, mm-hmm. one or two males. And how often do those females have a litter? Probably once a year. Maybe once a year for like three years, from mm-hmm. like three to yeah. six, something like that. And that's, that's not like what they would do. So in like what three we call litters in their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not like one litter every six months. Till not the one every because a responsible breeder is always looking ahead to, you know, who's going to carry on this line. They're looking at the puppies that come through. And the, and the puppies that come through and what thing was, what was good, what was not right. good. And do you stop that line? Do you because repeat? This, yeah. They're repeat. actively trying to improve the quality of dogs exactly. they breed. And they, do, and they do that by reevaluating which dogs to breed every, exactly. every few litters. And testing. And testing. Meta, you know. OFA, pin hips, everything is tested, hearts, eyes, everything is tested. On both parents before they're ever bred. Everything you can test for is probably tested for. Right. And even that doesn't mean that you'll have a puppy that doesn't have a problem. You still need to evaluate each litter. but Right. But yeah, I would say most. I mean, even... So I have a distant family member. It's like Doug's... She's naming names. She's Uh naming names. Ex-wife. Doug's uncle's ex-wife? Doug uncle, Doug's uncle's ex-wife is a lab breeder. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, his sister got a dog from her. Mm-hmm. Now she's it's a breeder. crap. Totally crap. Like, it's insane. It's, like, wild and hyper. And I went on and looked at I think she had a website at the time. Maybe she had a Facebook page or something. Like, quality not there mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. She probably only has, like, ten dogs or something. I still wouldn't. I wouldn't buy a dog from her. I wouldn't call her a mill, but I but I wouldn't she's buy a, a dog. She's a backyard breeder. She's a backyard breeder. She just breeds. She breeds. She more. thinks she's really good. Right. But she's crazy, and she'll never listen to this. So it's fine. <laughs> Hence the. Well, I think that's like, what's one of the things that's confusing to, to people, and I've said we've needed to do a podcast on it. Is how do you find a purebred dog from a reputable breeder? That's another whole... It's a whole yeah. podcast. It's a whole podcast. We'll get to that another time. But yeah. there is a way. There is a way. It still requires There's a, a great deal of research yeah. and, and education. Yeah. And patience. Patience. That you, you yeah. know... Find, you, find a great breeder that you would really like a dog from them, and they don't have a litter right now. You have to wait until they do. Yeah. Get on a That's list. That's what I had to do with Newton. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, when we were looking at bears forever ago, we would look different breeders' websites, and there's a type, you know, they're... Some of them are, you know, blockier heads, and some of them have mm-hmm. a like a leaner bot. It's just, and it's what you like, and so you find a dog that looks like what you like, and you'd like a dog from that looks like that also. So you pick with that breeder, and that, and when that that dog has a litter, okay, yeah. I want to look at that. <laughs> the problem is, is the really good breeders they've already got fifty people on their list. Yeah, so, so you'll you, never get one. You'll never get one. Yeah, if you wanted a dog from like the good year, you want. From Anita or something. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, it's hard. It is hard. So you have to step down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> well, your patience comes into play. Good there. thing Trav's not here. He'd have some comments. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's another question from Yindra Sierra. It says, "Who are the buyers at the auctions? Other breeders, rescues. Who and why do they auction them? And who and why do people buy them other than rescues?" seems like most of the time they're like trying to trick each other like Travis saying the other time of like they're, they're selling dogs that are like 
suspect or like, oh, it's pregnant, but like, uh, the litter's not going to pan out. Just ah. kidding. <laughs> Seems like a lot of what gets sold is like what they don't want to each other that they don't want. It's it's like play. It's you like, wonder what kind of a relationship that they have with each other well, because it's like old maids. The there's a bunch of old maids. Relationship that we have with them. They know dogs that come from certain people have a lot of health problems. They know dogs that come from this name are healthier and better taken yeah. care of. Yeah, they have they know to know dogs that. that come from this person come groomed there with a bow yeah. in their hair, which is very, very rare. rare. But they, we, we all know the names. Yeah. If you've been going there as long as we've been going, right. we all know each other. There's no, somebody may not be saying it out loud, but nobody's putting anything over on anybody else. Yeah. Well, we all get it's all a gamble. And we all find out what the truth is. Right. Ex- except for there's, and I, typically I see this almost every time I go to an auction, is there's a green coming into, uh, going to be a mill owner. Uh, oh, I know. I've seen like the young, the young couples young that are there, and it's—I mean—they look like really young. Like uh, maybe that's two nineteen-year-olds, yeah, and they're like going to spend. You know, they're you know, like counting their three pennies and like five thousand dollars, and I'm like. I want to rush over to them and say, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, they go home sat- and rethink your life. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to get this one. And, and so they pick this female and then they pick this male. You're, so you're watching the whole thing and you're just going. Because they really have no clue. Right. Yeah. They have right. no clue. Okay. So to answer this question, <clears throat> I would say 90% of the people there are other mill owners. Yeah. Other Absolutely. Readers. Easily. They're yeah, there, they're there a good to, day, you're lucky like a, if... It's swap meet. Right? 90% yeah. of the dogs don't get to, out to rescue. Right. So well, it's hard to that. tell because not all of them are in the audience. So it depends on how much our anonymous bidder, how many rescues she's bidding for. Right. We, we, don't know, we never know exactly how many get to rescue, but statistically, it's probably 10%. In, in, in it's every It's probably option. between 10 to and 30. 30. It's 10, 10 to, yeah, it's 10 10 to 30. as much as 30, depending on, like, they had low attendance from mill owners... Prices, well, prices were really were, or they weren't interested in some of the breeds right. that were there. Right. It just depends. And different times of year too. So yep. some like I can't say that I've ever seen somebody there like buying a dog for themselves like as their I have. have you? Really? I've seen them buy the dog, go around to the back, get that little dog was a poodle, and then the poodle came and sat in the audience while they bid on other dogs. Well, that really? doesn't mean it didn't get used to. She, well, you know she had clothes on it and a bow and Cute. I remember I lost a Chihuahua one time because that I was confused oh, I about if they were going up or down. Jessica you know, was the, just, just going to crap her pants. I thought I was going to die. It was just, it was when like I, a was cute that when I was at the other auction and y'all were trying to get me a Maybe, Chihuahua? Maybe, yeah. It was like an applehead. <laughs> you got Mojito instead? I don't yes. know. I don't know. But anyway, I lost it because I thought they were going down still. You know, they start high yeah. and then they go down and they were going up and I didn't, I misunderstood what they were doing. And some lady bought it. She blew it. You blew, blew it. it. I totally blew it. It's like a scar forever. Anyway, <laughs> I went him. over to that person and offered to buy the dog from her, and she said no, like she was giving it to her grandma. I got a story like that. It's terrible. I mean, at least it wasn't going to another mill. I think that's the story I'm telling myself. But we've all got stories like that yeah. of dogs that we lost from. Like auction. the one y'all let the little the little Chisu boy. Remember him? And he was doing like this. Oh, I let. I fought for that dog. No, did you lose that you dog to Yolanda? You're talking to Jessica, so I raised my hand. She was. But I kept going after that. We went too high. But he waved the whole way. It was terrible. terrible. It was Yolanda. Was that who we lost him to? Was Yolanda? Yeah. But now this is like the the worst possible story. So Travis and I went to this other auction house. Way back in the beginning, I looked it up, I think in 2006. Maybe 2015, 2016. It was probably 15. It must be 15. 15. I count years based on whether or not Mabel was born. <laughs> Trav, <laughs> Trav never went to an auction after 15. Yeah. Um, That's true. 
anyway, I think it was 2015. So they had this little wiener boy. He was chocolate and tan. And they put him up on there. And your mom had given us a list. And this was back in the day when we kind of minded her. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, don't get this breed, this breed, this breed. So I got up and I, I went to the bathroom. And I came back and Travis had bought two of those breeds. <laughs> a Beagle and a Boston. Travis doesn't listen. Yeah, what's she, what's she going to do? So then he had already gotten these two. Well, then the third dog that she said don't get was a Dachshund. <laughs> and so here comes... This Norm. little dachshund boy, and they put him up on there. No one bids on him, and I'm just like kicking Travis, and he, and they go down to twenty five dollars. Take him away, and they took him out the back door. Oh my gosh! Look, no! yeah, look, oh, y'all see the hair shit up on my arm again, and I'm like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and so, no sale, which like hardly ever. Yeah, happened. so no sale. They, they take him away, happened. and in my mind, I'm thinking immediately. He's going to be shot in the head. That's right. We have no idea that that's, that's going right. to happen. But that's where my mind went immediately. And I was so upset because I grew up with dachshunds, a black dachshund particularly. And I couldn't bear it. And so Travis said, okay. Because the guy kind of liked Travis when we met him. He didn't particularly care for me, but he liked Travis. So Travis went around there while I was in line to pay. And out he came with Norm <laughs> in his arms. And I was never so happy in my life. But, so he was the one that got away that we got him back. Travis went back there to make a deal. Best $25 yep. we ever spent. I thought it was spent. 10 but yeah. $25 $10 for Norm. Norm is his name, so Norm yeah. still comes to the ranch. Yeah. Now. He's adopted he adopted by a yeah. client of ours. So we love that. Dr. Rolf recently saved his life because he was. Oh, he had some kind of a. It's like a liver issue or something. I don't know what it was. Something weird. And the regular vet said, like, there was no hope for There's him. There's no hope and for she him. she called me, like, hysterical at, like, 8.05 one morning. And I said, you need to go see, see Dr. Dr. Rolf. Yeah. And he saved his life. Yeah. Because Dr. Rolf's amazing like that. Well, well Trav was great that day. <laughs> <laughs> but he hasn't been back to the auction since then. Well, no, he has, he that was the last one was like October of fifteen though because yeah. this was like well, no, July the, of fifteen when we went to this one. Yeah, the last one traveled was, was in October was, of fifteen. Was the tree fringes. Yeah, but it was the the weeks that we went back to back weekends. Uh -huh. Yes, we went to one and yeah. traveled to the other. We got one. fifty over a week. That's where yeah. I drove up on the curb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. It was bad. <clears throat> Yeah, okay. we, could, we could derail the whole podcast yes. with scars of, of dogs we didn't get at auction, but yeah. Terrible. Okay. Should we do the heartworm positive one? It's easy. Duh. Martha Gilly wants to know, um, I've always wondered if mill dogs are often heartworm positive. I know they come to you with multiple medical needs, but I don't think I've ever noticed you mentioning that. Almost never, right? Well, from because a, Laura looked mill. at these questions earlier, she went through the spreadsheet and like found all the dogs that we got that were heartworm positive. All right. And oh, com like okay. comparatively, for the, the amount of dogs that we've rescued to heartworm positive, very it's very small, which I think is Super kind of small. odd. I guess. Well, I mean, the indoors. way I look at it and the way I tell people when I'm explaining that we very rarely get a dog that comes from the auction that's heartworm positive is... That dog cannot make money for them if they're dying from heartworms. That's true. But okay. they don't so, give them heartworm. Maybe they give them ivermectin. Maybe they might they ivermectin costs nickels. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably what they do is just cow ivermectin. So that is where the money's made. Their heart is yeah. where the you know, the heart has to work or it's... Well, plus they're probably... Some of these mills are probably... Do they have heartworm in Missouri? I don't know. Oh, hell yeah, oh they my do. Gosh. I have no idea. Hell they did, yeah. They didn't have it in California where we were from, so I'm sure oh, yeah. it's not in some states where they have You just have mills, to have so. mosquitoes, so it has to be warm yeah. enough for Laura to hatch and, yeah. you know. But yeah, that cow ivermectin costs a nickel, so. I had forgotten some of these dogs that had heartworm. So that new little chihuahua that we have that's at Carla's house, Chicklets, she's heartworm positive. We had Jacqueline Beatty, the birdie, the Doberman. We had Sequoia, the Newfoundland, Newfoundland. 
that we handed over to we another rescue. Yeah, yeah. Say, when did we ever get a Newfin here? Like, no, know. we did. She was black and white, and um, we we handed her off to a Newfoundland rescue. Yeah, yeah, right away. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I forgot. B. Arthur I, was the one that was like the. B. The, B. Arthur's a fantastic. You go ahead and tell story. that story. Well, let's we'll come back to that one. So Maybelline was, she was actually owned by, the other auction houses. The head of that auction house that was his personal dog. The auction his breeder dog that he sold mm-hmm. that was heartworm positive. Yeah. So. Sucks to be him. Okay, go ahead and tell the B. Arthur story because that's hilarious. You went to task with that guy. I did, but I'm trying to remember the details on that. Where did I fight with that guy at? Did he email us? Did he call us? He commented on the page. Is that what he did? That was a foolish move. (laughs) Oops. Do you remember? Hey, Bubs. She's got all of Wes's Legos out in there. Come here, Bubs. Oh, no. She's got a pink elephant in there. She's fine. No, she's got something else in her mouth. What do you got, Bubs? That's not yours. What'd you get, Bubs? Oh, Bubs? Legos. Oh, no, that's Wire Channel. That's a Wire Channel. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I found it fair and square. Bubs. No, pink stole her elephant. That's why. So we are, always are kind of surprised when we get the text from Dr. D that says, you know, so-and-so is heartworm positive. Oh, you know, we, we always ex- expected from the Valley dogs. We expect yeah. it coming out of South Texas because yeah. we're loaded with mosquitoes. Those dogs loaded with heartworm. You know, if you're coming out of uh, Louisiana, well, we're sure. expecting it from there because they've got lots of swampland. Yeah. But when you're going to get a dog from a northern state, mm, you don't. Probably not. Ch- chances, I mean, clearly chances are good that it's not heartworm positive, well, and it, but it does happen. Yeah, it does. So tell the B. Arthur story. She's trying to remember it. B. She's Arthur was an older Frenchie that we got at an auction. I think we got several of his dogs. But that one he like loved. It was like he he oh, bragged you know about what? it. He Arthur's stood like... up at the auction and bragged about that dog. That's what he Is that did. what it was? Yeah. So our anonymous bidder was the one that told us what he was doing. So he stood up and said how much he loved that dog and took great care of his dog. She went in car rides with him. He's just like his best little friend. And but you're selling her at auction to some random loser. To whoever, to, to whoever bids who, the highest. Whoever buys yeah. it. Is, that's always my favorite. And she's thing. not young. She's not young. I, I don't know if she was like six or eight. She, but she, she's a fabulous dog. I she think was just, she just passed away. She did. She did passed she? away. I think last year. I think she passed away. Um. Anyway, we we get her and get the medical evaluation on her, and she's. She's heartworm positive. She's got mammary tumors. She's, I mean, she's a mess. She's a mess. She's an absolute mess. And, and I, once again, I put it on the page and say the reality. I'm not lying. I'm not making this stuff up. You stood there at the auction and bragged about how good of care you took of her, how much you loved her. And this is what was... I'm sorry. The facts make you look bad. And this is her health conditions. And he, and he somehow saw, saw it on the page. And commented, and that he's. And, and of course, his name is, was never mentioned. We know I ever yeah. mentioned name. Oh, he doxed himself. He doxed himself. <laughs> he did dox himself. Whatever. You want to dox yourself? Go ahead. So we had a little throwdown. So, because he, 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 he threatened you, or one, did he two, just three, like four, throw a I fit? declare a flame war. I don't know. I've been threatened so many times. <laughs> I can tell she's really upset about. Yeah, it. Yeah, phases. Well, are they try to threaten me to take that down. You're gonna or else, take that or, down, or, or what? Yeah. You what? Well. what do you do? <laughs> Post the medical. <laughs> like I said, I'm not lying. Whenever I go, whenever I go and talk about a dog, and it's reminding me of the peppermint patty story that I was talking to you about earlier that that made them mad that I told that story. Well, I'm sorry, but that's the story. It was the story. 
It was the reality. But it goes back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast, is we've always chosen to say, hey, we will help with this dog, but we're going to tell the story. Right. So just don't, you know, out yourself. Yeah, we're not yeah, going to tell your name. We're going to tell... Yeah, we're not posting your name, but we're going to tell this dog's story. Right. Because yeah. it's the dog's story. And if you that's want if you want to tell do. everyone that that's your dog and that's where it came from, all right. I don't know what you're doing that for. He should have just kept quiet. No I mean, one would ever know. Don't trips onto my page <laughs> and like try to yell at me. I'm sorry. What just, else, what else just in general, like don't try to tell her what to do. Seriously. But, like, especially like, especially not in that realm. <laughs> I, can, I tell her what to do every day. <laughs> I don't listen. She tries yeah, how's to that working out? What, she tries to tell me what to what do say? every day too. I do. <laughs> That's so weird. She and I tell her today, I'm like, fine. It's your job now. Have fun. <laughs> Try to boss me around. All right. Here's another question that I've kind of been saving. Um, Elizabeth wants to know, how do you control your temper and emotions when seeing these auctions? I'm so very horrified by these auctions, and I know I would just lash out at the people who are responsible for these dogs living like this. How do you stay so strong at these awful things? You don't go to those auctions with the intentions of... of you have a mindset. You, you have just, a goal. It's, you have a goal. You have a mindset. You don't, you don't walk in there and allow yourself to do that. With your feelings on your sleeves. Now, things happen during the auctions that will, might bring you to a boiling point, and then you right. just need to calm yourself back down. And or go outside or, to the bus. Exactly. That's, that's, what, that's what you do. But if you, if you walk in there with, you know, having First a First of all, we don't even go in there with, like, our gear on. We don't go in there with, it says Dog Ranch Rescue, and just say Dog no, Ranch Rescue. No, people know bus. who it's us. Most of them know who we are. Like, the gal who... We don't try to, to hide sign it. In, she knows exactly who I am. Yeah. But, but we're not coming in there, like, you in know, camo all and gear, geared up with who we are, and this is, you know, we're going to do Social something. Social justice and, yeah, warrior. Yeah, 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 we're not doing that. We're just walking in there. We're, we're try, not in there to trying engage Trying to blend anyone. in as best we can. Yeah. We're not going there looking to start conflicts with exactly. people. I'm not going to yell at you in, no. the, in the crowd. Though some of them I'd like to, but that doesn't do any good. I just want to say this, and I'll say it, because Trav's not here to tell it, and he told me it. Because Trav went to auctions before, I mean, before I ever went to auctions, and... I thought the same as these people. I thought, how do you go there and do it, or how do you how do you go there? Because it, it's you know these dogs, these horrible conditions, and it hurts too much. And like, how do you how do you go? Like, I don't think I could do that. And Trav looks at, I'll never forget. He looks at me like I'm like I'm stupid. And he's like, because once you go there, it's not about you anymore. It's about them. And when you walk in and you see all those dogs there, all that rage that you have for all these people, do like, trust me, there's no bigger font of rage than me for things like that. Like that, I want to. And when you, once you, once you get there and you see the dogs, it's not that that it just goes away. Like it's just well, a, it's just you, about getting them out. Yeah, you can't accomplish anything. Right. That that, that, that doesn't right. save any dogs when you're there. Right. Right. So, and it just it just melts away. And I've had moments where I, uh, that story, the first auction I went to, where remember Robin, remember that story, uh-huh. <clears throat> where I saw that little dog and I you know right and I, you know I. I met that dog. She talked to me from across the room and I went and I met her and then I walked away and then as soon as I walked away, these Amish people came up to that cage to her and they reached in and they grabbed her like a rabbit and they held her up because yeah. she was small. Like, we're, we're going to get this one and we're going to breed her and make little babies and they shoved her back in the cage and closed the door and like, I had rage in that moment but you take it and you write it on the page like, no, I'm getting this dog because yeah. I know what's going to happen to I know for sure what's going to happen to her if, she, if I don't get that dog. So you take that and you Channel it. Channel it into 
getting the dog out. Right. Because yelling at them, yeah, it's stop. You know it's going to get you accomplishes out. Exactly. And you're going to get nothing. You rescue zero or dogs. it's going to put a target on you and they're going to bid you up for fun. If for they kicks. know how you feel yep. about that. Right. So it, it would accomplish it accomplishes nothing. nothing. You have to be very blank. Yes. About but that. But it, it, I didn't. I, I don't have to choose to put that away when I'm there. Like it just kind of happens because you yeah. see it, yeah, and like you, you, you start you weigh the re, the reality of this. Like it's way more important for me to get these dogs out than it is for me to yell at that person right. about. Well, and so, some auction houses though are more aggressive with the people coming to bid than other auction houses are. How do you mean? I mean, because I've never been to the other one, so I don't. Um. You he's know, confrontational. He's, I've been directed at in the chair saying, you know, when I've taken a moment to bid on a dog, to say, well, you came here to do it, so just do it. You know, and, be, and, and, and engaging with me. Put like you on this, the spot. And coming and wanting to take, and taking my phone from me as I'm using my calculator to make sure we haven't bid That's more. That's just about ego in that than, guy, though. Yeah. Than cash. You know, and I, I was not there to bother anybody. Yeah. I didn't engage with anybody. I didn't yell at anybody. That you know, I'm not doing. But you're being singled out. But I was being singled out. Yeah. That's only at, at one place. That has never but happened. But that guy's super whack. We don't go there at the other place. But I mean, we're 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 not there to be rude to different, you know, people. We're just simply there to stay in our lane and do our job. And right. that's what we I do. I don't have rage when I'm there, and maybe that's just me. I I don't. Feel I've had rage a few times, but it's typically in the bidding process. It's in the bidding yep. process. Like We're, generally in there, I don't have rage. That lady, the can't think of her name right now, which is good because Laura doesn't want me to name names anyway. But uh, the lady that had the Shiba Inu puppy, it wasn't even a puppy; it was an adult that's up there with its front leg yeah. just dangling. like dangling. Right. And so they're like, "Uh, what the hell?" And they go find so and so that bred the dog, you know. And it originally came from this lady over here. I know her name now, but I won't say it for you, Laura. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what's up with this? And she's like, "Yeah, its mom stepped on it when it was a baby, but it's been fine since. It's, it's like that's dangling. Not it obviously doesn't made. work at all. Yeah, it's like in. I I hate that woman just for that. I mean, I yeah. hate her in general, but I hate her for that specifically. Yeah. I mean, I could pick her out in a crowd. I hate you so much. Uh. That makes me really mad. But generally speaking there, I don't have rage. I have a purpose. Well, the stuff that's infuriating to me is when they're trying to pull a fast one on you. Tricks. When the auctioneer or the caller is trying to pull a fast one on you. They're trying to they're trying to raise the bid up. They're trying to confuse you where the bid is. You should have it by now, but then they stop. They're pretending they have another bidder when they don't to get you to bid right. more. Yeah. Because you know, you've got the you have the auctioneer up at the top with a like in a in a Almost like a booth. It's like up at a right, podium. Right, with a, per, a person sitting next to him who basically is keeping track of everything. And then in front of, of, in front of the um, auctioneer are usually three callers, like one in the center and one on each side. Looking in the audience for bids. And their job is to scan the audience looking for a bidder, for somebody making a subtle yeah, sign. And we don't, yeah, because we don't have like paddles like you would at like no. Sotheby's or anything. Right. right. You don't, you don't like raise your hand. I mean, I've, I've raised my hand before because I'm I raise stupid it about when it. I'm starting to when get their attention. Just to get their attention. Right. And, yell then, at and, then, and then after, once, once, once the, the pit guy knows, okay, you're a bidder, like he'll look at you He's and, 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 and you, you can raise the bid with eye contact. And, right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but then they'll try to pull a fast one on you where the other guy on the other side is calling that he has a bid to raise it and there's not necessarily a bidder over there. Well, and I can't. I can't concentrate on my collar to make sure that I've got it. That's part of the so game. That's part of the game. To see who it is and there, whoever it is that he could be right. getting a bid from. Is it subtle like mine and I can't see it? In and a the crowd, crowd is large, people? so it's it's very difficult to identify. It's hard. If, if there's a you know a really a bid over there or not. And, and there's been a, a few times 
where we stop the auction and Who's call the and call them out. Where's Who's the bidder? Who's the bidder? Oh, sorry, I, I we can't find him. I got really mad. Mm-hmm. I said that out loud one time, like, who am I bidding against? And Dylan said to me, it doesn't matter. It and doesn't matter. Oh. Well, it absolutely it matters. It totally matters. Yeah. Don't name names. <laughs> he said it. I, that's my experience. He said it. Did you say that? I can bleep them, Laura, if you want. Yes. Right. I don't want to name any names. I have many names. options available for I, I yeah, see nothing wrong with that. I do. Yeah, of course you do. I don't want to spend life. money on lawyers. I don't either, really. He doesn't have a lawyer. She makes a compelling argument. No, it's just not even worth it. If they wanted to sue us, they'd have sued us a long time ago. Well, one sentence away from a lawsuit, always. Whatever. Yeah. But anyway, anyway that's, that a, that's the kind of stuff that's irritating, is you get caught up in the game of it. Because there is a game there, yeah. you know? The and whole thing is a game. You have to understand how to play the game to be more successful. Right. But yeah, the, the meta rage, like, I, I was surprised that when I go, like... Oh, okay. You look back on the day and like I didn't have any like rage for these. Like I was just in there trying to get it done, yeah. trying to do. Well, I mean, sometimes the, those breeders come up and talk to you. I've had breeders come up and talk to me, or I've get, had give us their card, want to sell to us directly. Yeah, I've had, yeah, I've had that. breeders. Well, I think we bought neos from a guy one time. There's like, a kind of an old huckabilly guy in overalls that came up and he was like so glad that we took his dogs. I obviously knew who we were. Um, I've had other like Amish guys come up and try to sell us dogs. Or I've had people come up and try to buy a dog off me that I just bought. Mm. Right. You just, you know, it's but, hard because I don't want to tell them, hey, scum sucker, guess what? This yeah. dog's never going to be bred again. Yeah. yeah. You lose. <laughs> but, you know, you have to try to say it. Well, in, like, but a the nice auctioneers have said that to us before when we're bidding on something. And, like, especially if we clear a table. You know, and they'll talk about, like, this one only has one testicle. And they'll look at us and laugh and they go, no, they don't care about yeah. that. They don't care about that. Well, that's why I'm. <laughs> I was there and I was bidding on, I think it was Yorkies. Was it Yorkies? Mm-hmm. And that, that, this lady had won this dog and she's wanted to come up and see it. And she feels, she goes, oh, she's got a mass. Oh. oh, I remember. Yeah. And so they put it back in the auction. I start bidding again. I stop it. And I wanted these other dogs. I took that dog, only that dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As just. As an and FU. she didn't have a mass. She had a hernia. Yeah. But you know, but as, but as, as a, a, yeah, like, that was like her golden <laughs> ticket out of there because otherwise she would have exactly. been gone forever. Exactly. Quick, but make so your hernia so feel so like I, a tumor. So yeah. <laughs> you could call that rage because it raged me. Yeah. That 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 I watched that whole thing. Hater. Mm-hmm. And then. But you didn't exercise that rage by screaming in her oh, face absolute, or telling you're I'm a bad person. Not, or you're no. Just, like, it's, no, you channeled it into something actionable and you got that dog out of there. Any, yeah. Anything we do in there is. I have only raised my voice before at the auctioneer or the caller because of that. I've never raised my voice in a, 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 because yeah because I don't like the way that this is going down, that, but I've never like raised my. I mean, I, I remember one time we're in kind of shock of what we see. Remember that time we were at that auction? It's just me and you. I'm not sure why we're there by ourselves. Um, and you're waiting for dogs to arrive. And there's oh, and they came in the trunk. And they here, here oh. comes this car that backs up to the warm up door. Yeah, it was warm outside. We were, we were waiting because we were looking at Frenchies, and there were some that were missing from a certain breeder. They weren't there yet. And sometimes the mill owners are a little late, like, bringing the dogs to the auction, actually. Right. It was getting ready to start, and we're like, ooh, well, and where are like, these? I don't know, it was like four or five. I know what their last name missing. is, too, but I won't say it for you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and we see this car. Like, it was like a... Like, like a Lincoln a, Continental that's or that's something. A, that's a like car. A, yeah, like maybe a Cadillac or something. something. And they back it up to the big, like a big, big warehouse roll-up roll door. door that was like at least half open because it was warm and they're yeah. trying to get some air in there. Yeah. And they open the trunk to, to very kennels with Frenchies in them. In the trunk in of a the car. In the trunk of a car. I remember that. 
I'd have heard that story. It's bananas. Horrible. I mean, that's, that's what I think. I'm what are you going to do? You name. can't go yell at I've seen. I've seen the opposite. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Other, like, holy cow. I've seen the opposite where... Uh, a, you know, a mill owner has one dogs, and they pull up with a flatbed with wire cages. Yeah, in summertime, and they and they and they load them up and drive away. I've seen it when it's twenty degrees yeah, in the grizzly, and they put like Iggy's or something in the back of a, a truck. Yeah, we you know, if they're lucky, that. they have a tarp over. That's horrible. I can't hardly stand that. I mean, that is just horrible. I just can't even imagine how cold a dog is like that to be. Because we've been out there freezing to death. Oh, terrible. It's just terrible. It's like the whole thing is terrible and it, it, it's physically exhausting in a way that you can't understand unless you feel like that adrenaline pump uh, all day. All the time. It's yeah. all day. Because, because, because every decision you make is life or death for these animals and you, f- you feel the weight of that every moment that you're there. Whether you're able to get them out or not, it's... But it's also, it's this fast-paced game, like, all the time. You have to, like, be thinking on your feet all the time. Like, when we're looking... Yeah, and, the, and, the, and that's the consequences of those games, if you don't play it right, is, oh, those dogs are... are you've, you've destroyed those their lives. Like, you right. had a chance to save their lives, but you, you blew it! Right, but it's not just like, nah, I didn't do anything. It's hard. You yeah, know, it I'm looking hard. at I'm looking at a list of, let's say, Frenchies, and I've got to ascertain, you know, are these dogs registered AKC? Which doesn't actually mean anything, but... But it means something to them, so it's more valuable right. to a breeder. It, 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 yeah. I don't give a crap. To but someone who's bidding against you, it's worth. Yeah, bidding against. I have to look at you know what color they are. You know what does it say about them? Yeah, which which one of the it's a strategy. Uh, strategy. Who's gonna be like which, which worth one? the most to a breeder? Out of these like, group of dogs, I, which on one? On a table, yeah. who is it that they're looking for versus who I'm looking for? And figure out, can I let it go one, and they can pick their dog before I can pick my dog, or do I have to pick my dog? Or I have to well, win the table. Well, what's really hard is that because you. This is how it works. They they group dogs together. It starts on age. So let's say French bulldog female. Well, first it's by breed, and then it's by so so it's it's a, let's say by it's, sex, and then by age. Right. So let's say we're looking at Frenchies. It starts always with females, and it always starts with like puppies. Yeah, the, so the youngest start first. Right. So then it goes to the oldest dogs last for the female Frenchies. So then they depending on how many there are. Let's say there's 15 female French bulldogs. They load the table with five of the youngest. They ones. could. We don't even know that. They could load a table five at a time. They could load a table seven at a time. Right. They could, you and, know. and until they load the table, we don't know. But we have gone through and we have picked which ones of these dogs that we want to try to get. And we need to see where they fall on the table and see what the competition is going to well, be. Explain the table and how the table works for people that don't understand Well, the so, table. so the table... It's let's, literally a table. Let's, yeah. it, it's literally a table. So There's just, a handler, which is usually like a young kid, teenager or something that's working it there. It could be like an Amish kid of somebody oh, right. who's... They usually you know, got a, a little gaggle of kids. And each, each dog on the table has a handler that's holding that dog there. But let's say there's five dogs on that table. Well, we've got a catalog that tells us about each one of those five dogs. So now we know there's five dogs on the table. We know it's this dog, this dog, this dog, this dog, and this dog. So now we have to look at, and we know which ones we want. Right. But I have to look at that list and see. We have to look at it from the mill owner's standpoint. Right. Because. What the, they want and why they want. Explain how the process works with the table and why that's necessary. Because, because, because let's say like three of those dogs are AKC and three of those dogs are, like one of them's blue and one of them's Merle and one of them's, you know, lilac. And one of them's bread. And one of them's bread. Well, you look at those, that group of fives. You're trying to figure out which one is going to be the biggest demand. Which one? Because the, the auction starts, and the winning bidder, however high that is, chooses which dog they want. Oh, or dogs. How, dog or, how, or dogs. However many dogs they want to buy at that, at price, that price on if that table. If you win at that price, you can, you can buy choose them all, if you want. all of them, 
you know, for that price each for each dog up there, or you can pick one or two or whatever you want. And if you price. have a really high value dog on that table and the bid goes to $5,000, the odds are they're going to pick one dog. And they're probably right. going to pick like the bread dog. The one that's the, worth the most money the to them. Or probably. the weird color. Or the weird color. But you don't, uh, as a rescue, we don't know what they're going to choose. We can just guess what right. we think right. they're going to choose. And if you've got several on the table, like a, like a Merle and a bread dog, and one of them goes for $5,000, they, they can say, backup bidder, do you want 5000 So if you've let your dog go on that table that you want, and they go to the backup bidder, you may lose your dog. And they right. don't always go to the backup and they bidder. Don't so always, sometimes they do, sometimes, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they can start over again. Screwed. So and it's sometimes just, the dogs that are on the table, you know that dog's going to be worth way more money to the breeder, so the, so the, the winning bid from a breeder gets a really high, they're probably only gonna want that dog at that price and then it's gonna reset. But right. maybe, maybe they buy, they yeah. buy two at that it, price. Maybe they buy the one you you're want. Gambling you're, you're, you're gambling with your dog. You're gambling with your dog. sometimes you end up paying a little more than you'd like to because let's say you let the first two or three go and your dog falls into the middle somewhere. Yeah. I can't gamble that any longer. Right. I have to win at this point. And it's, sometimes you'll have up on that table, let's say five cream Frenchies. Five female cream Frenchies, ages four to six. Nothing stands out about any of them. Right. So, but you have one that you fell in love with. You absolutely love that dog. Well, now I just have to be you the have high to bidder. Win. Right. I just have to be the high bidder because I'm not going to let that dog go because That's of it. That's the stress that Jess is talking That's about. I mean, I feel stress. it just like describing. Right. Just right. talking about it, you feel. Right. And because I'm kind of the, like analytical in that way anyway, so I just I'm running scenarios and logistics. But and you like, make a connection with a dog like that that you meet, and sometimes you like promised them, and you know you've looked into their eyes. And now they're up on that table and they're looking at you, and it's it's really hard. It's it, it's hard it, to, it's hard to bid intelligently for for to, for the lowest cost. Right, when right. It's hard to not bid emotionally. Yeah, because right. you've hard. had a tangible connection. Right. You if made an emotional if, connection with a dog on that table. If you've never been there and you've never you seen can't a dog, know that. Yeah. then it's easy to say, well, no, you should never do that. Yeah. Right. Obviously, you should never do if that. If you but say that's not that, that to me, out. that means you're a monster. And like, no, I don't know what's wrong with you. That means that means you just haven't gone there and know. means you just don't know. I just mean if somebody's been there and like and you can say that, like. I don't know. But I, there's I, no I one that, that I know that has ever been there that could say that. That never bought emotionally. And, right. and I know lots of people now that we've taken there. Yeah. And there's not one single person that I know yeah. that could say it's easy to keep your emotion in check when you've physically touched this dog and right. looked at them and know that they may leave yeah. in the that's, back of the pickup truck. That's the emotion that's hard to control in yes. the auction house. And not, it's not terrible rage when you're the... sitting there and you're doing that process right there and you're and you're thinking to yourself, okay, they're going to choose A, B, and C. Uh -huh. I want dog D. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason why they should choose dog D first mm -hmm. and then they do. And then they do. And you're and screwed, then, and there's and then, nothing. And then, and then we look at each other, and we're like, "Yeah." You're but not, you don't get to you don't get to freak out or get upset because they're that, still selling other dogs. Right, it's you gonna have to start again going. in a right. few seconds. But you've got that you have that kick in your gut, and it's it, it's awful. And that dog it's, looks at you while it's being carried yes. away because it knows it's awful. It's just awful. So yeah, that you know when you talk about emotion, they're talking about anger. And that's not something that, that I don't have time for that emotion. It's, right. it's anxiety. You're filled with anxiety. Ain't nobody got time you know, for that. when I was built, uh, bidding on those English bulldogs, and, and I was on the phone. You're on the phone. I have my phone down here, bidding, and then I lost papaya. Yeah. That was just. And me and Jessica were listening on speakerphone, and we're just like, damn it. Yeah. 
Because I can, because I know because what ahead you're... of time they had already called us and they're like dying for this yes. dog. And I we mean, know what that feels she's like. She's turning flips. She's pressing herself up against the cage. She's mm. just smashing her face. She knows through. why you're there. She's begging us, begging us, begging us. Ooh, chill bumps. Yeah. <laughs> and then to lose her, and so the lady that got her is like over here, but I don't know that she's like right here. And she was the only dog she bought in the auction. And I've never done this again. And. I mean, I've never done it before, and we've never done it since. But we did get that dog from that lady. So you went, you went to her afterwards, and you were able to get the dog. No, she went to the auctioneer. It was depressing. Oh, <laughs> he announced like, over she the loudspeaker. Yeah, I just rolled. I'm like, Laura rolled on the ground. Okay, <laughs> he just made the announcement. This lady right here wants that dog. If you can come tell her, da da da. Hey, Laura. So, whatever it takes. I'm surprised he did that though. <laughs> it was that bad. I was willing to just. We've all done that though. Like you know, I just talked about the my nose that and I went pink. over to them to try to buy it from. I know Trav's done it for a Frenchie. I know, but not where the auctioneer called it. But out. the only reason I yeah, had she didn't know, I don't know who got it. I had the, we, it was so thick in there of people. So you stopped the auction? Yes. And me? And they had, and they had a tantrum. <laughs> That's what she did. She had a tantrum. Excuse me, sir. Excuse sir. me. I, I need to cry now about this. And then stuff. you know what? And then Terry started crying. I think Terry started crying. <laughs> She goes to the back of there. Oh, you're getting to come with us, you know. <laughs> you know, and some of our volunteers can't even go there. Like Pam, she can't do it. No, she yeah. can't go in there. It's not made for everybody. Well, I mean, it's like even I remember that it'll bring a tear to my eye because it was that emotional. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, we were... it, it, it's interesting what things. I remember losing it one time. And it's always sitting in the front. I just can't do that. I don't I just, sit in the front. I just can't. I just cannot do it. I don't it. even sit in the front for dogs that I know I'm going to get. No, I'm not sitting in the front ever. I sit, I sit in the back on if the you're, side. So if you're sitting in the front, then you're looking you're right looking at the dogs right while they're the on dogs the table. Faces. And I'm if they take at, them away and no. you don't get them. It was, it was, a, group, no. it was a group of Bordeaux. It's the hardest Bordeaux. place to sit. I think it was Shuffle. I want to say it was Shuffle. And I think maybe it was Raina and the, dan the dance dogs. It would have been the same names. And, you know, they bring them out there, and they're, they're just terrified. They've just got these terrified looks on their faces, and they try to, and they're too big, so they try to put them up on that table, and their legs are... They're all gangly bears. Yeah. They don't want, you know, they're fighting they're like it. They're four or five-month-old bear they don't want that. They're scared, and so you're just staring into the fear in their faces. And I'm trying to win you because, you know, I, I want to win, and I don't want to look at you having that fear anymore. And then you're you're battling some jackass that you know doesn't really care about them that much. That's bidding you up, and then then they stop the auction and brag about how big their litters are and how to much try money and get they're the going to make up to, more to money try to drive the the bid up more. That, that that one time, I just remember I had tears just streaming down my face, and that's the only time that's ever happened to me. And I don't really know why it hit me so hard. Maybe it was just because it was just a group of Bordeaux, and that just doesn't really happen that often. But ugh, you had the. The auctioneer bid you up on a on a set of Bordeaux that, that you had. You had them. Yeah. It should have been called by now. Yeah. And he just kept stopping and like yeah. rebragging and rebragging, and then it would go up some more, and then he would stop and brag. Some I remember more. that it was like what fifteen minutes. Was that? It was like fifteen minutes of him talking up those Bordeaux. It was two Bordeaux. Because he was mad that the price wasn't higher. Yeah. So he's gonna stop and like give a speech about why the price should be higher. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's their their jam. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, that's that the, that's though. their job as auctioneers is yeah. to right. get as much as they can for the seller. Well, I, I it gets mean, it's more a, for them, too. It's not anything illegal no. or immoral. No, that, or that, they're, that, they're just doing I mean, their job. That's what he for should be doing. That's what he's there clients. for. It's, right, right. It's, it's, but on our side of it, it's 
you know, it's it's yeah. anxiety filled and you but, know. Uh, there's, there's times, especially sitting next to her, because when she goes into bidding mode, watch she's out. A, she's watch an animal. Out. Watch out! She'll buy it all. And well, then... <laughs> <laughs> and she gets she gets uh, she's riled up and she you know she starts to get a little out of control. And I'm, you, you know, your mouth. and I'm next to her going, you need to stop. Like, Look, you need to stop. Because I don't and do she'll that go to like you. This. She'll go like this. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're looking, you'll look over at me. I say, like, we're getting close. Where this is getting close. You know, we need to yeah. stop, stop, stop. But I, but I, I say the same thing to, sometimes to myself when you're doing it. And I'm like, what the hell is she doing? I'm like, all right, whatever. You whatever. know, what? I mean, we're all in our own heads. Yeah. And I know when I'm with you, there's many times that. I'll say stop and you and, still and, go. And we'll, but we'll, sometimes we'll just pause right there and we'll just sit and kind of just chat about it. I don't give a crap that your auction's going on because I've got the bid. So you guys can just wait while we yep. think, while we think about when this. When you're choosing which dog you want off the table? Well, that, or if I want to go higher. Oh. You know, because yeah, they, as I've gotten older, I've had them stop. About it. It's not just right. like an open-ended check. Oh, yeah. right. right. I've We're, had them stop the auction while the bidder calls for approval to bid higher and they just wait. And it's like 10 minutes. That's what they, I tell what? myself. You know what? Yeah. You can just wait for me. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we been in an auction where somebody is the winning bidder and now they can't decide which now dog they, they want? Now, now all of a sudden they want to come up and look handle each one. I'm like, did you not get here early and check all these dogs? That's why we need to do this and stop the auction. We're all just standing there waiting while you decide while you're looking at but teeth that, you and you're looking at I think at, that frustrates the auctioneers and everybody else sure. there. I'm sure it does. But I just I've gotten old to the point where I don't care if you're going to wait for me. I'm going to think about this. So if you that when we won too. I just remember those blue boys. You know, we won the bid. And you know, we're trying to decide which ones do we take or something. So I got up and I went cuz we're sitting on this on the side on purpose. So I'm, I can only look at, like, the sideline of a bunch of dogs. and get up and go around and look at the front of them. That's my favorite gesture. And you just go, all of them. It's the best. <laughs> it's, it's, it's makes so, you feel it, like it's, a million it's bucks. So, yeah, it's Laura, so, it's so gratifying. It's the biggest She always does my impersonation of it. I said, now, when you do it, I want you to do it the right <laughs> do way. Do it right. I mean, in That's the South, right. we have to do things. I'm like, celebrate it. It's a big arm <laughs> You don't just say, I'll take it. You're like, woo, you want to be it's, loud. It, it, it's it's pause and then. And then. It's much more grand when you're and, standing. Take some all. I was standing. Looking right at him. It's delicious. And then you go like this. Well, and then the crowd goes. Ooh. And the auctioneer says, and she takes the them all. Takes them all. There's been a couple times, though, where it's been like towards the end, and they're trying to drive up the price with other people bidding against us. And he'll say to him, you know what? She gets this. She's going to take them all. She's going to take them one, all. You better do it right now. Yes. Yeah. You better watch out, son. <laughs> it's just the, like the most satisfying feeling when yeah. you get to clear it. Like I got that. to I got to watch it one time when you were there and you did it and you swept the table and it was three times in a row. Yes, yeah, I've done that. Before and the too. reaction from the audience That's was been just years, oh, That's been years. It was so good. Oh, so last good. time I went, we got like a good majority of the Frenchies on that table. Like, it's so satisfying because <laughs> you see all the mill owners and they're just they're, like, they're oh! just deje- dejected that they don't yeah. get to like that. Yeah. Yeah, if think, I get like you know thirteen out of fifteen females, yep. there, ha ha. I always think to myself, <laughs> <laughs> Nelson from. I hope, they drove, I hope they drove really far yeah. to come and get some crunchies and you. I got hope you were none. really disappointed when you yeah. got none. Home. And then yeah. it's fun when they try to come buy one from you at the end. Yep, I've had that too. And I get to tell them to piss up a rope. Piss up a rope. <laughs> So yeah, and my, yeah, and then so you, you know, guys, I, you guys have successfully bought dogs 
from the person after the auction's over. Because I've only ever tried to do that once, and I, I did haven't. not succeed. I have, I've not had any. I only do it she during the middle. She the auction, the auctioneer do it. No, but tra tra is that how Trav got Norm? No, no, he no. went in the back. He was a no-sale. Yeah, they, they, oh, that's okay. why I was so upset, is they said take him away. Like, yeah, we're no, taking him away yeah. to where? Take, take him away and to, I'm to like, the pit Travis, they're going because it's what I really thought. I really huh? believed, because at that oh, yeah. time, I didn't know, because it was 2015. That's many years ago. I said, Travis, if we don't get him, they're going to shoot him. You have got to go try to get him. And like I said earlier, no better feeling in the world than when he walked around the <laughs> That little wiener. <laughs> so none of us have, have I've never succeeded in doing that. But I've I never tried it, it afterwards. I think the problem with it, because I've known other people that I'm, other rescues that I'm there that have tried to do it, and it just it never works. Because Or you're going to get ripped. Well, because you, they're in the driver's seat. Right. And, they, and they look at you as as pathetic, pathetic. yeah, yeah, and and sad or yeah. whatever you are, and so the price is going to be asked for an open checkbook. They think we're yes. just going to spend any amount. Yeah. So I I have never approached anybody. Uh, the only the only time I've done that, and it's the worst scar I have, is the auction I went to, and there was this big Frenchie, and his name was Mr. Magoo, and he was like Hungarian, and he was like this real exotic color I'd never seen before, and he was really big too, and I like Mr. Eggs big. Bigger than Mr. Eggs. He, wow. was, he was a big boy. And I loved him. And I swore to him that I would get him out. Okay? That was that was the soda group where I got every Frenchie in the auction except for him. So I went to the person that got him. And I knew who she was and I knew there was no way. So I... I and, I and I didn't have this money and I wouldn't have been able to buy it if I did. But I offered her $10,000 cash right now for that dog. And she <laughs> laughed in my face. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Because, because, because that well, And you knew uh, when you were offering it, she wasn't right. going to take I, it. You just wanted to that, see what she's going to say. I had to know. I had to know what she would say. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, you knew. I, I knew. Yeah. And because he was a male and he was a really exotic color. And I'm sure she still has him and he makes lots of exotic. So it, it made fiscal sense for her to refuse my offer too. But yeah, that was how I felt negotiating with her about that. Gross. I mean, Let's, it's similar. Like if they come and try to buy, buy a dog from me. There's no you way. Have, there's no you way. have no power here. <laughs> 100 G's. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's just not going to Never happen. happen. Nope. No. We bought this dog's freedom. I don't care. I don't care what you're yeah. doing here. Yeah. It's not about the money anymore. No. And they feel the same way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We know, we know that this is a gray. A unicorn. Th yeah. This is a gray area for a lot of people. We've always been very transparent about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be people that disagree with us. Mm -hmm. um, we think, you know, that we're investing in education when we're doing this. We are telling these stories. We think it's a very important part of what we do is to tell these stories. And we don't think we could be as effective doing it if we did not bring that dog and show the process, you know, from start to finish. Absolutely so, again, not. that's, that's, that's why difference. we do this. And that's a really important you know, point that we want to make. So it's also really important to note that the 300 dogs that are at an auction, let's say this weekend, whether we're there or not there, those dogs are going to sell. Right. They're That's going, right. they're going somewhere. So right. The, so the, you're putting money in breeders' hands argument, it's, it it's, it's, it's invalid. Yeah. It's, 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 if they've got 385 that dogs. That money's going to get the, get and we to buy them 16. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. No. We're, but we buy we, 16 we at, buy, the, at the random auction that we happen to go to when, when, when we don't go to, you know, three quarters of the auctions for the yeah. year. 
You telling well, me that makes a difference? Okay, well, if you, this is an example. Those Frenchies that were was that last weekend or the weekend before? I can't remember. That had a bunch of Frenchies that the guy tried to sell to us. Yes. Without going to auction yeah. for like five thousand dollars a piece, and we told him to piss up a rope. Yeah. He put them in the auction. They were all weird colors, and a bunch of them were pregnant and Exotics, blah blah blah. And yeah. They ended up averaging about five thousand dollars at auction. He did get and, his money, and not not a rescue paid for him. No. So. Yeah. So that argument the dog, doesn't well, hold. The dogs that we rescue would have gotten bought anyway by right. other breeders right. if we weren't there. So And their stories never would have been told. Right. And, I and their lives would have never been changed. Exactly. And uh, all of the offspring that they continue to have in the next mill, the next mill, the next mill are all still out there. And if they had come to us, that would have stopped. And any money that we've spent is like, it's like a fleck compared to what's, what money is flying around out right. there. Right, right. Well, I have adoptive families that tell me every single week that they had no idea that this went on. They had no idea that, you know. That's the typical response whenever I speak to anyone about this is they have no idea. And they're horrified. And that's why we do this. That's why we choose to do this. But we're not, you know, we're going to be transparent about what we do. Yeah. But we're still going to do it. Right. We are buying dogs with donated dollars. Yes, we are. And if, you know what, and if our our donors didn't want us to do that, they wouldn't donate it. Right. That's right. When you're transparent about it and they donate it anyway. When then they you're say, good to go. I've had multiple people tell me this in person that have come in for whatever reasons. The reason I donate to you guys is because I get to see where the money goes. You see, like, my money rescued this dog. This dog came from the mill, and I see him recovering, 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 get adopted. Now he's on Happy Tales. Now he's with his family, his family. Their money did that. Yeah. And they that's get to why follow it's worth their, it to them. They get to follow their money. Right. Yeah. And they see the vet care that we provide too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we don't ever try to go for the low end. We've got orthopedic specialists, you know, diagnostic team. If dog needs to go to the ER, the eye institute, no matter what they no need, expense. dermatology, you know, we're not going to scramp on vetting each one of these dogs. Right. The auction that you got papaya from, that's where Edie came from too. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. 99% of our dogs have come from that one auction. I'm just but she was acting just as cute. But we oh. got her. Oh, you yeah. mean that's why she got her. on the same day? Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. She was she was in there being just as cute. Well, he, when he came to intake, he came to look at papaya, but found Edie instead. She was smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody could pick up papaya. She's, big she's girl. a big girl. Yeah, she's big. <laughs> Meatball. Big old girl. No, I remember doing intake for that group, and he texted me. He's like, what about that little one? Can I come look at that? And then he just shows up to look at it, and like, it never <laughs> happens. Like, he, Oh, you want? Oh, that's where she's. Well, Laura had said there's a. I got this English bulldog. You should come look at it. She's. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you get that when you go. Oh yeah, yeah. Zoom in. Zoom in on that face right there. She's bad. I don't know if she ever knew that. (laughs) Well, she does now. For heaven's sake! (laughs) What have you done? Let's get a bunch of applehead and chihuahuas and, and then yeah. send pictures to Danny. <laughs> That's a good idea. That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's about it in a nutshell. I think it that's is all the questions, in a yeah. nutshell. Auctions 101 sucks. From our perspective. From our perspective, <laughs> yes. Yeah. All, right. all right, y'all. Good night, everybody. Right. Thanks, Thanks everybody. everybody.